Love Talk Radio.
we're back live here at the Flocky G Worldwide Show. We have a caller in the building. Good evening. We're going to uh, get this thing kicked off. 318, who we got in, on the building this morning? What's happening, baby? This music house. Say again, please. Oh, this music house. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, hey, how's it going this evening? Oh, I'm cooling it, man. I'm cooling it. That's beautiful. Where you calling from this evening? I'm a caller from Alexandria, Louisiana. You just hit me up on Facebook, man. This, this music hybrid. Oh, hey, man. What's going on with you? Man, you know how it is, man. We just getting it in this evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sec- second show on record. You know what I'm saying? Just getting it started. Getting everything well, together. Glad to have you on day. Congratulations on, on that success, man. Hey, thank you very much. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I want a, a place for folks to, you know, to call in and feel comfortable, you know, calling in and, and having a, you know, a, a, a setup that they can call their own, you know what I'm saying, trying to give people an opportunity to express themselves and, and feel good about doing it without being disrespected and, you know what I'm saying, uh, giving their opinion on how things are going in our community. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's, that's to be applauded, man. That's, that's a positive thing, you know. I support anything positive. Well, you know, I, 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 I feel the same way. I've got a couple of topics on this evening. Uh, first one we're going to kick off with is uh, BET. You know, it got, it got sold a few years ago, uh, you know what I'm saying, to, to some investors uh, by Robert Johnson, and a lot of folks are feeling kind of, you know, disconnected by not having that, that format, or that's something that we can reach out and call our own. How do you feel about that this evening? Oh, you mean uh, how do I feel about uh, a, a black-owned uh, corporation selling uh, yep. itself to uh, to a to a, to, a, to a, uh, I guess you could say to to the establishment? Um, yes, sir. I, I guess it's, I guess it's, it's uh, it all depends. I can't personally. I can't say why it was done, but the way uh, the way things are going in business today, uh, it seems like. Uh, you know, it's sometimes good to build a business up and sell it and go into other endeavors. I think that maybe because it's on such a large scale that people don't look at it as just simple business or uh, uh, better business opportunities because it means so much to the black community because it's, it's called black, you know, entertainment television. But, I mean, to be real with you, I mean, what is uh, BET, black entertainment you know, television uh, I don't think it should be confined to just one station anyway. I think that maybe he, he may have a, a bigger plan for, you know, you know, because as long as we're calling it black entertainment television, it can never be white entertainment television. You understand what I'm saying? So it's kind of right. like breaking the stereotype in a sense. So we have to kind of like be there at the table while they're doing business. But I think that Mr. Johnson is a very intellectual individual. So I, I'm pretty sure that it was done for some you know, reason outside of what we could see as far as just uh, just selling something away. You know, he acquired the business through good business practices. So I don't think he probably just throw it away like that. Well, you know, that's that, that, that's a very good point that you make, you know. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, it, it is a business. It is something that, you know what I'm saying, should be available to everybody. And I guess in, in a sense, you know, a lot of people may not look at it that way, but that's the truth. It's a, it's a, it's an intellectual business by an intellectual individual, and when sometimes when you limit yourself to just calling it one thing or another, I guess in a sense that would rather 
minimize what it is that Minimum, you're, you're trying to do. Our full potential, yeah, our full potential, because if you look at, I like, say, an MTV, you know what I'm saying, it, 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 it has no way, in no way, even though it, it began to cater only to white or European Americans, you know, it never put itself inside of a box and called the European television or white or white music you know, television. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a, that's, a, that's a very good point. You know, a, a lot of people, uh, you know, can, can stand to um, to look at it that way because, like you said before, we have to be able to extend ourselves uh, above and beyond, you know, just, just our, our, our normal uh, means by, you know, I say kind of capsulating ourselves and putting ourselves in a, you know, in a situation like this. So, I, I, I agree right, 110% right. on that, you know? You know, you know not, to, not, not for a shameless plug, but, you know, my company is called Hybrid Multimedia Group. And uh, really the way we're going, it, it's, it's a hybrid world that we're living in, really. And that's a lot of people, we have to come to that understanding that the world is bigger than our community, is bigger than our state, right. is bigger than, it's bigger than our country. And, and if you look at it on a global scale, no, no world leader is looking at it as it, it's just, uh, you look at what's going on right now. Everything is correct, connected to the European Union, down to what's going on with Russia right now in Crimea. You feel what I'm saying? Everything is, we're all connected, and we all use each other's resources. And the, and, and, the, and, and the faster we at the bottom can get that understanding, the faster we can come up also inside of this situation. Right. Well, you know, one, one thing that was mentioned this morning when I was in a particular uh, website, a sports website, is that, People said that Mr. Johnson had become frustrated, you know, with all the negativity and everything in our community. You know, he sold the company for for three billion dollars, and he said he had become frustrated with our community not really trying to advance itself or or do anything. And you know, that, that that's unfortunate that he that he felt that way. My only thing is is that you know when you get that kind of an impact for as many years as he had it, it would have been kind of nice to see him kind of spread a little bit more of that that cash around into something uh, that he felt would have been helpful to the black community as a whole. Hold on just one moment. I'm going to bring this gentleman in from New York. Just a moment. Uh, 646, New York, you're on the air. Say who you are and introduce yourself. Uh, it's your boy, Black Great. What's good, y'all? Hey, what's going on? we got a gentleman from Louisiana, uh, uh, sir, from Louisiana, uh, say what your name is again, and uh, say uh, hello to our guest from New York. Three one eight. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, uh, what we're talking about this evening, uh, uh, six four six, or our black great, uh, we're talking about. Um, the, the um, selling of BET and its uh, effects on the black community. Uh, the gentleman from Louisiana, uh, 318, was saying that, uh, you know, he felt that it was a good move because, you know, with it being called uh, Black Entertainment Television or BET, that in a sense it was kind of uh, lowering the bar, so to speak, because, you know, you're you know just calling it BET and you're not really reaching the market per se, uh, the way uh, you you actually could. Uh, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I already, I already have good big thoughts, but I mean I understand the whole situation. But that is, you know, I, everything makes a change. 
if you see what's going on television, religion wise, you know, T V wise and all everything done changed. We went from having family shows, sitcoms to reality shows now. So, you know, everything makes a change I guess and hopefully it can come back to where we have, you know, family shows with you know, more positive and showing black families out there being doctors and lawyers like the Cosby had it in a different world and showing black black people actually going to college, you know, we don't have those shows no more. So everything is making a big change and now it's more real T V, more live and everything else. And I think it's messing the message out there in the world that that's not all that's about. That's out there, so you know, I guess that's how I see it. Well, that, that 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 seems to be the general consensus tonight. We're we're feeling the need that there should be uh, change, and I, and I, and I guess you know you and the gentleman from Louisiana pretty much hit the nail on the head for it. You know, uh, expansion and change at times is good, and I guess you know uh, sometimes you have to change things for the for the better. You know what I'm saying? And 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 hope that uh, you know what I'm saying that investors will will. Uh, you know, uh, you know, trust their, the, the you know the brothers in the community, the ones that are actually trying to strive and do some positive things. Uh, we'll get in there and, and uh, you know maybe get things changed around so that uh, you know we can benefit from that. Because I know uh, you know myself personally, you know running this uh, uh, radio station, running this business, the expanding and, and trying to get other folks on board with what we're doing uh, is, is very important, and it makes a lot of sense that. Um, you know, we would want to, uh, you know, expand things and see things, you know, uh, change our positive force. I just hope that, you know, Mr. Johnson or his affiliates or family or whatever will one day ingratiate us by, uh, you know, helping the community again and trying to do something. Um, I got another topic on deck uh, for those out there. Again, this is, you know, for those listeners out there, you know what I'm saying, don't be afraid to call in. You know, we, we, we have very good conversation and stimulating uh, stuff, and you're always respected for your opinions here. This is the Flossy G Show uh, Worldwide. Uh, our call number is 646-595-3402. So as we continue from, with the gentleman from New York, um, you know, I was in a sports uh, group, uh, uh, Black Great, where they have, uh, you know, people over there talking about artists are uh, sellouts because they feel the need to, uh, you know, ex- extend their their careers. For instance, you know, Ice Cube, you know, he you know was a rapper for a long time. Did a lot of you know uh, you know community uh, service for work in the form of you know rapping about what he knows, you know, his neighborhood and where he comes from and where he grew up at. Uh, you know, then he extended over into you know his own production company and doing movies and doing commercials and. Even though once at one time he wouldn't, you know, go on Arsenio Hall, you know, times change, like you said earlier, and people change. What is your feeling? Is it being a sellout actually, you know, going to the next level and trying to, um, you know, uh, better yourself and, and moving forward? Or should you just kind of stay where you're at and stay where people are familiar? What, 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 what's your thought on that? I think um, staying with your craft is number one and keep, feeding the fans that's out there that loves your music, keep feeding them. Now, if you're going to cross over, make sure you bring your fans with them. And I think that's what a lot of artists 
don't know how to do. So when they cross over, they pretty much kind of fell off with, like, you know, how would you go that way? Like, you left us. There's a lot of different artists out there that pretty much, you know, stay with their craft. And those are the ones that stay with their craft. It's a long journey, but I actually think you will actually get rewarded at the end. So as like your artist as Nas and the Lock, those dudes pretty much they they craft and nothing really changed up. And now they actually and they're getting a lot of rewards for it, especially the Locks because they've been through a lot of spots that they published And believe it or not, they got a lot of hits out there that a lot of people don't know about because they don't brag about it. They're not broke. They not yeah, broke, yeah. you know. They not broke, so they eat in a way where they could be comfortable with where they at. Like they could chill, they could pretty much chill with any of them because they never let this money and situation go to their head. And they pretty much almost the only group besides almost one DMC that never broke up because of money issues. Right. So that's that's a big accomplishment for those brothers. So you know, you so know guess, a lot so about them next, that. Huh? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess you know I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I guess my next question would be: uh, so if they were to go into you know doing you know films or production or, or anything like that, would you consider them selling out if they decided to do that? Do, or uh, I, I, look, about that. I look at it like you just. You you better have more than one hustle when you get in the game. Like you know, when you get in the hip hop game, it's, it's a blessing because number one, you get more opportunities out there than you would ever have in your life. So you better take those opportunities. Now, don't sell your soul on trying to be rich, but you know, if you feel comfortable with what you're doing and and you know what that's about, and that's about you as well. Then you pretty much go about it. Now then you do a film, that's not supposed to go that's just an extra bar in your bread. Now he actually owns a juice bar in the Bronx. They actually that's own a a gas I mean, um, a car wash out there. Cameron yeah. owns a couple of toggle bells in different states. Wow, know, that's that's, that's- that's a lot excellent. of these artists do have business. They're not going to put their name on there because a lot of other people would hate and it would mess them up because of their name. You know well, what you I mean? Know, so, we, got, we, got, we got another caller in the building. Let's, let's let him elaborate off of what you just said. That's very good information. I didn't know that, and that's, a, that's very good to know that. I appreciate you sharing that with us this evening because a lot of people don't, don't know that. It's just that the general consensus in the sports group is that you know, you're selling out if you decide to extend yourself. Hold on just a moment. Let me bring this other caller in. 425, good evening. Uh, welcome to the Flossy G uh, Worldwide Show. Um, who are we speaking with? I go by the name of Sugary Robinson, a.k.a. They call me Nasty Norris. What's happening? Hey, 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 what's going on? Good to have you. What's up, Nell? What's yeah. up, Black Great? What's happening, babies? What's happening to y'all, man? Hey, my mom and everybody. You damn Clipper fan, you want my shine, huh? <laughs> real nice, real nice. Hey, hey, we got a, 
Go ahead. How you gonna have an intro, fam? How you gonna have an intro like that, fam? Like that's a real Clippers nest right there. Jeez. Right, well, you know, right. hey, bro. I, I, you know, I, I, I perfect everything on intro, man. When I come to work, when I come to anything, I come with, I have to have some kind of introduction, man. Did you, did you see the red copy when I came in? I don't think none of the red copy comes out, fam. Like, you said ten pitches. So as we have we have subject going on tonight, man. We got a couple of them, man. You know, the first one we have, we have uh, Black Rig was giving us some real good insight as to the as to the you know, the subject that uh, uh about the D T deal and I and I think we were talking about it uh, you know, over in over in the uh, hip hop sports group. You know, earlier today right. and and yesterday, you brought it up, and it was a very good thing that you had going there. You know, tell us your thoughts on on the um, the uh, selling of BET and your thoughts on 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 uh, you know how it affects the community and and uh, and, and and was that a, a good and prudent move and, and 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 just give me a general thoughts on what you thought about that sale and where we we stand with the black community now with that. Well, you know, my thing is, man, is that. Okay, it, this is the thing. I, I feel like when you when you own something, man, someone much as that, to me, it almost like a sense of power. And the thing about it is, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna call him a seller. I'm not gonna just like diss him or anything because I don't know what he, his his mindset or what. I don't really know the logistics of everything. But what I'm saying is, is though, is that. I feel like when some says black entertainment, well, it should be black owned. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's it's the same thing with the NFL, the NBA, or any other sports that has a lot of us. We entertain. In other words, we do the labor, but they receive all the wealth. And the thing right. about it is, I, I I just wish that people would understand, man, that I wouldn't call him bad names or say anything like that. But it is a it is a, a bad move, and it shows that when he made a move of, if he did have all the rights and own everything, and he decided to sell it up to a white guy for some money, well, then basically he pretty much almost sold his soul, basically. Because my thing, I'm real, I'm real big on talking about ownership, man. Because people don't understand, man, that rich, being rich, you can only be rich from an individual standpoint, but right. as a whole, as a people. You need to generate wealth because wealth is inheritance, man, and it passed down. So that's why I talk about with BED, BET being sold. I didn't, I didn't too much dig that, you know. I feel like uh, that's my thing. I feel like he should have held on to that, man. He could have had a situation where he could have employed more blacks, gave more opportunities, man, and and, 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 and got more historical about our history and talk to more kids and let them know what's going on and have something they would identify, man. You actually know what he could have did? You know what he actually could have did? He could have called a few people as for names as, you know, Jay-Z and, you know, Russell Simmons and all that. And I just sat down with him and figured out what can he do and how he can help. And pretty much, if you get at least five or six of them together, they're not going to put, I'm not saying they're going to put, they're not going to put, they're going to put about five percent up of some of that money up. Well, that's, this is that's what, what pretty much all that they do. These niggas don't actually put all the money up like they people think. You know, like he actually, you know, everybody putting a little piece in, 
He just happened to be that front man as like Jay-Z. It could be a few people putting up some money for him to get things going. And all you got to do is pay him back if he be the front man. And that's all that's what we had to do for BET. The same way. He could have called him up and and everybody could have put a little little chump change up to where he needed to get and keep it going. It's not that hard, but, you know, some people just make it hard for themselves. Well, you know, that's one thing I've always said about this country. Uh, You know, in a lot of senses, some people might disagree or even get angry. I've always said that this was a very good country, but not a great country because not everyone's hopes and dreams are always realized to the fulfillment that the hype that has put on, 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 on the greatness of this country is. And, you know, there's always been a lot of disinclusion. And my pet peeve has always been that, you know, as, as, as a black person or African-American or whatever you're calling yourself these days, we've been able to control everything in this bad boy except for our own destiny. And until you can feel that, you know, you're actually controlling your own destiny fully, and, 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 and as Malcolm would say, fully as a man, by any means necessary, uh, that's exactly what it means, is that, you know, your fulfillment and the, and, and the promise and, and, and the creed of, you know, everybody being created equal, when, you know, we, we know that when at the time that that doctrine was being written for the Constitution, uh, four score and seven years that Lincoln was talking about, which is uh, a score is 20 years, uh, 87 years, we were not a free people to, to freely express. So when you get on this end of the spectrum and you have all that kind of wealth, I think in a sense it's kind of incumbent on you to pass that on to someone else of, of, of the same heritage so that they can, can have a continuation of it because even though you sold it to, uh, you know, white investors, you're still calling it the black entertainment channel, but the black voices aren't really behind it. And it, you can feel that it has a more uh, Eurocentric feel to it than it is the, the, an African-American feel. And so that's just my, my short, short uh, soliloquy on that, is that I think that we should be able to control our own destiny. And when you're a person who's able to do that, do whether financial or, or spiritual means you're able to do that, that's very important. That's not something that should be just sold so quickly and taken lightly, like Black Grace said, but without it really examining who else could have come on board and taken that over. So it's crazy. Well, um, Norris, you set the next segment up, you know, uh, uh, quite, quite nice. And, uh, and, and, and of course, I'm going to post that we in here live again and what we're talking about. Uh, the next one that we were talking about right before you got in was, and you, and you hear it all the time over in hip-hop sports, and I just I kind of question it a little bit. When I hear people say that because an artist has extended themselves into another frame. In this case, we're talking guys like Ice, uh, Ice Cube or Ice T, where they've gone from rapping and doing music in the community to then having a production company or having, you know, endorsements or going on Arsenio Hall, even though when you were young you said you'd never do it and you still went on ahead and do it. Is an artist, uh, uh, you know, should they stay stagnant in one position or should they try to seek to do, you know, more for themselves and isn't actually selling out in order to um, in order to advance? And what is your definition, as it were, of what selling out means to you? Well, you know, my thing about selling out, people people always got their thing about, 
selling out, like, my definition of selling out is this, bro. I feel like when you, I feel like when you come from somewhere and you go somewhere to advance in life and you get to the point where you change up to the point where you don't even associate yourself from your previous history or you don't even, and you, you become successful, but you never go back or you never did anything back or you never did anything or anything for people that you knew or people in your community. I don't feel like up the ladder, I don't feel like it's a sellout, but there's some people that, some people, this is, I, I just feel like from a stance, for financial, financial gain, I don't think that's a bad thing, but when I think of that, man, it just, it 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 has a broad it's, it's a broad situation, man. Like Holly Berry, I say for Holly Berry for example, I don't mm-hmm. believe Holly Berry, Berry kind of sold out, and it got to the point where when she came from, when she came from the way she is now and what she done to get what she did, it's a sellout move. Um, I think Ice Cube situation. I wouldn't necessarily call Ice Cube a sellout. I wouldn't even call Snoop a sellout. People say that, man, but I wouldn't call Snoop a sellout because the thing about it, they're still doing what they do and they still are what they Wait, are. You said Holly Berry is a sellout? reason why I say Holly Berry is, man, because, okay, Holly Berry, man, she came from, I think, Ohio, and at the same time, she was in Atlanta. And Wait, some can, of, can I stop you for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> Niggas and others moved over and claimed the Ohio they self. <laughs> well, that's true. That's well, you know what? I'm gonna get back on that. I'm gonna get back on that in a minute. I'm really gonna get on that in a minute. But what I wanna say is, man, <laughs> what I wanna say gritty, is, Carlos, get to the gritty on it, man. Come on. Well, let me get down to the point, man. Is that well, first of all, when it comes to Ohio, man, I I, I look at the state of Ohio, and everybody who listening, I want you to say this. I think the state of Ohio is a loser state. But from what I'm saying, loser, I think that nobody wants to claim it. Nobody wants to be there. And if you look at it, there's no championships, and they haven't won anything. And they all, this and that ain't done nothing. Cleveland ain't done nothing. Cleveland Cavaliers, Bengals, Bears, or Browns, or whatever. Even LeBron left them, and he don't want to claim it. And he'll never say he's from Akron. He says it, but they say it. He don't say it, but they say it. And the point I'm trying to make is everybody that's there is cheering for somebody outside of Ohio. I really don't know anybody that's in Ohio cheering for any, any teams in Ohio. So that's how I feel about Ohio. I put it out there, and if anybody, if they don't like it, I'm so sorry, bro. But that's real. Norris, hold back for just a second. We got another (laughs) caller coming in. (laughs) Raw Eye Pro, come on down, man. What do you feel about about it? it. And welcome to the show. It's it's, it's advancing our career beyond music. And for, and for instance, like Ice Cube doing production companies, doing endorsements, and even though he said he wasn't going to go on the Arsenio Hall show, you know, after years and stuff, and evidently he's made up and to the point where he feels comfortable going, is it being yeah. a sellout, making music, and then advancing your career to something else, is that being a sellout, or is that you just advancing your agenda? Oh, man, that's an easy one, man. The the only person that would ever say uh, you uh, expanding your horizons and, and doing more than, uh, you know, uh, the, the box that people have you in would only be a hater. So hold that thought for just one second. We got another caller. I'm going to go right back to you. 727, okay. welcome. You're, you're in the building on the Flossy G Worldwide Show. Who do we have in the building and where are you calling from? 
Hello, 727. Yep. You're on deck. Where are you calling from, and, and, and what is your name, sir? Yep. Okay, we have Yep in the building. Okay, hold on just a moment. Uh, yep, I'm gonna. I'll be right back to you. Uh, okay, go 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 ahead, uh, my, my man, uh, uh, Raw Eye Pro. Please e- e- expound. Please break that down for me on the haters. Uh, oh man, it, it, it's it, it, it's just uh, you know everybody talks about. I don't know. It, it depends on uh, you know. I guess it depends on what point you're hating from. It's like, are, are you upset um, because you you feel like uh, somebody like Cube um, is a really gangster now? Um, you know, and there, there could be some people that say um, uh, the the problem that they have with it is, uh, you know, it's not anything that he was preaching when he was young. You know what I mean, and first coming out with records and stuff like that, or they can say it goes against it or, or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. And from that point, and from that point of view, um, yeah, I guess that is correct. But you get older and you uh, gain more information as you get older. You know what I mean? Right. And you and you learn and you learn things and you realize that you have to survive. And the best way to do that is, you know, what I'm saying, get your money. And um, honestly, when it comes to Cube, specifically talking about Cube with this chair, I don't think anybody's been realer to themselves. Right. Rob Bull. No. You know what I mean? Like, he's making stuff for kids. He's a father now. What do you expect? You know what I'm saying? Um, he's not on the block. He, he's got money um, and and more knowledge now. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that he's going to be uh, uh, stuck doing the same damn thing. And honestly, when they talk about uh, him doing all this, they don't even realize that he's still putting out CDs. Him and uh, 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 Mr. Dub, he's still putting out CDs. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're absolutely right, and it confounds me. When I'm in the hip-hop sports show group, it confounds me. I mean, it it confounds me, and it it just blows my mind when I hear an individual say, uh, you know, that a person is a sellout. Well, man, this dude's sold out, man, because he used to, you know, rap in the hood. He used to be all about hood. Now he's making movies, and, you know, he's, you know, doing commercials. He's doing... I'm thinking to myself, look, that's not that's not selling out. That is extending and getting your money while you can. I mean, like, we were just talking about it, about, about the BET deal where, you know, we, we, we feel disconnected from our community we, for, for having our, that medium being gone. We don't have the opportunity to for the full fulfillment of who we think we are. And then we sit here, the artist is, is, is getting his paper because as an African-American or a black person or whatever you're calling yourself, or soul brother, whatever you want to call yourself, skull brother, if you're chewing tobacco, we sit up here and we, and we don't have, uh, we don't control our own destiny. So you take your career that you have, that you're able to be blessed and anointed with. And even with people saying, you know, uh, yeah, he's selling out because he's uh, making movies right now or whatever, uh, at what point did uh, you start having a problem with it? Friday? Friday, part two? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know. Uh, no, was it Boys in the Red? You know what I'm saying? He's been doing that for a while now. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you know what? Where, I mean, where exactly did you have a problem with Cube doing movies? Because right now it's kind of a mute subject when it comes to him. 
Right, and you know, they you know one it. thing. Yeah, you know two things that people got in common that call people sellouts. It's two things. It's, it's, they, they don't they don't have much money. They don't have much success in their own life. And at the same time, they have not traveled, have not left out of where they at. They not they haven't been nowhere. They haven't seen anything. A lot of people get like that, man. So the point they get to the point, man, they just say, hey, oh, he's a sellout. He's too good because it's not that he's too good. It's just that he's he's he's, he's he has uh, grown as a person, and he basically has kind of like got worldly, man. But the thing about it is, man, if you travel and you go places and you start to be successful, what you do, it doesn't call you a sellout. You just have a different different uh, reception of everything. You look at things different, man. You know what I'm saying? And people Absolutely. call it people. People say, "Oh, you're a sellout now. You you've been around." Because when, when I go home, shit, like when I go to Louisiana, bro, they kind of look at me differently, man. But it's not like it's not like I am different. It's just that because they feel like, oh, oh, oh. Sometimes they they just kind of look up at me. But I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't, I don't do nothing different. But it's just that they think of the place where you at. They always think bigger and think, "Oh, he's better now." But it's not like that though. Seven two seven, come on in, man. The the water is fine. Tell us what you think hello, about hello, seven. Hello, hello, hello. Check one two. Check one two. Can you hear me? We can hear you now, my brother. I just I just I didn't know hey. what's going on. You want to speak away? I have, away. You want I have to a question. What was that? Come what on. was what was that? Oh. Hello. Say it. Say it. Come on, my brother. What was that other guy's name that was talking? What did, he, what did he say? What did he say? The one that was talking all that bullshit about me. Yeah. I, I think you're talking about The other guy is full of shit. I'm going to tell you, I was listening, and I think he's... What was this he saying about me? He's he, he, he laughing. You dumb bitch. You don't know shit about the industry. You fucking sell out. This guy's a where, joke, man. Who is this where, guy, where, man? Where, 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 that was seven two seven. My 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 admin girl over here was telling me he was from Florida. I think I think he was uh you know uh, sipping on Sizzler or something. Well, you know, call back call back again, my friend, when you feel like really having an intelligent conversation. We only have uh, intelligent people online here, so as we keep it moving like that, never even happened. I'm we're gonna take about a short two minute break here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play my latest jam no, for you. You know, as we get this thing going, and you guys come, we come up with these ideas, I'm going to be trying to see how we can get other music in. But for now, until we can get to that point, this is a New Style 117. I'm just going to take two minutes to clear my, my head from uh, that gibberish that just came in a little while ago. You know what I'm saying? It almost gave me gave me the flu. But uh, I'll, I'll be back in a few uh, minutes here. You can give me about two, uh, maybe about a minute and a half, and we're going to jump right back in this thing. You're with the uh, Flossy GZ Worldwide Show, and we got real people online. Give me about a minute, and I'll be right back. Right.
Okay, we're back. We're back in the building here uh, here at uh, the Flossie G uh, show. We're on deck with uh, Black Great Black Great out of New York. We got Nasty Norris out of out of Seattle, Sugar, aka Sugar Ray, who's the man and the boss in town. And we got my man, the the, the mixed master and master of great songs and music works, my man Raw High Pro. Okay, now that we've cleared our senses of of some of the sense that made no sense. You know, I'm back with a, with a, with, a, with another fresh topic here for for the for the fellows that care. Unless you guys want to got anything else to say about those last two topics that we had, um, and, uh, and we'll we'll clear the decks with some more good stuff here. And, and it's one that we go over all the time in the, in the hip hop sports group when we have the the time to, to go over there and be dazed and amazed. Um, and that's whether or not. You think with the NC2As, once again, in full bloom, we can see what's going on with some exciting games today. We saw some real good stuff, you know, you know, thrill, thrill uh, multi-million dollar money-making apparatus for the, once again for the establishment. And I guess the question I got for, for the panel tonight is whether or not, uh, once and for all, now that we can talk about it, should these athletes be getting paid, and which sports do you think they should get paid in, or should, should all athletes get paid for what they're doing, especially when scholarship money sometimes runs out or runs so low? Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, start with you, Nasty Norris, and go ahead and break it down for us, and then we'll go black, great, and then my man, the raw high pro. Let's roll it. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? Uh... I think they should get compensated, man. I mean, somewhat, man, because, uh, like, my son, man, you know, he, you know, he's an athlete, man. He's getting ready to go to the next level and play ball and stuff, man, in Cali. He's better than you, right? Nah, I wouldn't say that, but you know what? I got yeah, you, right. man. Cause he... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, man, but, man, but check it out, though. Seriously, bro, I mean, yeah, I think they should be, I think they should be compensated, man, because, I mean, if you if you're making money off jerseys and stuff like that and all kind of uh, gear and stuff like you know things like that, uh, there be should, should be some kind of compensation, some kind of way. But it should be it's kind of it's a tough situation, but I think they should be compensated, man. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, what are, what are you thinking about that, Black Gray? I think they need to pay them kids. They got video games. They don't put the last name on there, but that's actually those kids that's playing at that time the video games come out. To me, I think they should pay them. Why not? Yeah. They get a thousand, two thousand every month. They be good with that. That ain't a lot. Okay. 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 I mean, that whole shit, that whole college shit, they eat so much is like. That shit is not going to fuck with their whole budget or anything else. The school gets money. And sometimes a certain play goes to the NBA, they wind up throwing the money. So I think the kids should actually get to get some paper off these, off these schools because they eating off these kids right now. So that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Raw High Pro? What are you thinking on that? 
Well, um, okay, check it out. Uh, what I'm going to do right now is hand it over to my homie. I would like to introduce him. His name is Alabaster Jenkins. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He is part of Raw High Production. Uh, this man has been over here, like, waiting to get on the mic and, and say what's up. Uh, so everybody give him, you know what I'm saying, uh, a, a what's up real quick. What's I think up? What's up? These kids, the jerseys, all these boosters, these rich-ass white folks that go to these schools and pay money, and these black kids get no fucking money, and these boosters get to decide, coaches and what the fuck not, and all this bullshit, and half of these black kids are playing, their parents are doctors all the fuck ready. They're already doctors. So they already got a $545,000 full ride. And I understand that, but a lot of these kids don't. They're doing grants and whatnot per term, per ter- per term, and they got to get the grades. And that's why you see Mariotas and these fools robbing kids on campus, ganking computers, getting drunk, getting cars. You know, they're making no money. And you see, right. you know, Johnny Hustle, little white boy, looking slick as grease, and you're the head dude on the basketball team, and you ain't getting no ducats. So, of course, you're going to Grand Larson and Motor, where the hell it is, and you're riding that 014. You're trying to stunt like the dude, your little cousin, that you've seen that made it to the NFL already. Everybody's got a chain. Everybody's trying to get their hustle on. These kids need to make that jersey money because all the white women and dudes in the, the stands hollering are wearing them shits, and those kids ain't getting a dollar. So at least for the jersey sales, in my opinion, them kids need to get that money. Right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good points. Very good points. You know, hey, my experience. Real quick. Come on. So what? Come on. I, I was actually just fast forward. I was doing yesterday. Is they would say how when Chris Webber, like this dude from where he's from, was throwing few players some some money to hold him down. You know, be a burden when he goes to the league. And it's like. At the time, like these half these kids in college, they got no new sneakers. Unless they school, you know, get sponsorships or whatever. But if you watch the Fab Five, that tells you a lot what's going on in college sports as it is. Fab Five will tell you a whole lot. Oh yeah, yeah. You know where where we coming from and everything else, the struggle. That's why these kids do one year and go to the league because. You know how long you you struggling in college? Right. You struggling. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to say that I watched the game yesterday, and I didn't know the school was big time school, top sixteen, and not one of the kids on the team had the same shoes on. That means they had to buy their own shit because the other schools yeah. all had the same matching shoes. And I was like, they got the name on the, it was Wichita State. Name on the back yeah. of the jerseys, but the shoes don't even match each other's. And that, to me, if you you ain't in Nike school, so you ain't getting no love, that's some bullshit. Right, right. Well, uh, and that's yeah. why, I guess that's why for college, that's why they added these extra schools out of nowhere that, you know, there's no name where they can get their shine. And hopefully one day one of these kids will make it to the lead and, and reimburse the school. That's all it takes. Is one kid out of no main no name school out of nowhere actually goes to the lead and do his thing and if he could reimburse the school and throw them some paper, maybe them boys will get some kicks and stuff like that. So, who knows? Yeah, Go ahead. I was saying Steph Curry for Davidson when he busted that shit in, in the bracket a couple of years ago. No one done heard of them. 
that dude messed my bracket up, and I ain't ever done a bracket since. And that was like 2011, killer for real. And that, that dude, that kid's a live wire, and he's putting Davis on the map. Look at Wesley Matthews. Look at Damian Lillard, Weber State, Marquette. I mean, they're going hard for these little towns because these kids are staying for years because they ain't got nobody trying to go after them. Right, right, right. right. And them four years actually helped to a no yeah, school well, then, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, four years is what you want. If you want a reality check, and what amazes me to no endless end is when the uh, Sunday or, excuse me, the, the Friday or, or whatever the week is before your big, you know, Rose Bowls, you know, uh, uh, you know, national championship games or whatever, what have you, you look at your Sunday papers the week before, and, and even on that Sunday of the day before the national championship game, which usually falls on that Wednesday or Thursday, and you look at the stats of which universities and how much money these uh, schools are getting off of these bowl games and how much the school is actually making and, and how far it goes. Then you hear the nightmarish stories of how kids are, you know, basically either having to work another job, you know, rock, steal, do whatever they can, you know, uh, blind in one eye and can't see out the other, trying to make it through and not having any money, and yet these universities are making hand over fist money. Now, we're not even talking about if you're now almost charging 35 to $45 a ticket, which is just under what the NFL is charging, and you multiply that times, oh, say, between 75 to maybe 85,000 fans that you're jamming up in here, basically out of one game, you're making damn near a billion dollars. Because it'd be, like I see you multiply the, the ticket prices, you're at least making a half a billion per game for for over eight games in a particular season. If you if you're on a let's say you're on a, a fifteen uh, a thirteen to fifteen game season, you're making about a half a billion dollars. And you mean to tell me that you can't come up with some sort of stipend for for, for an athlete to be able to you know progress and do something, even if you don't give them nothing but twenty five hundred dollars a month. It's just a drop in the barrel for all the uniform or jerseys that you sell, for all the uh, money that you're charging these these kids with scholarships, for all the uh, the uh, you know um, endorsements and commercials and everything else. And yet, you know, these kids don't get anything. I mean, coach gets a fat raise, and he you know he gets all the credit for what these kids do. But you know, let's give you an example. Willis McGahee had his parents had not had who uh, played for. Miami University, who ended up, you know, playing for Denver on, on, as his last team, had he had parents and not, not had the foresight to give him insurance for Lloyds of London, his full career could have been over because he got his leg bent back pretzel fashion so ugly that you almost couldn't watch it on TV. And you see these guys getting paralyzed and carried off the field. I just feel that if you're going to put that much uh, uh, emphasis on what's going on and you're going to get hit that bad, if you're going to go through that much circumstance, you should at least be compensated or insured for whatever it is that, you know, these kids are going to go through. But for whatever reason, the NC2A wants to do crazy shit like keep kids in college an extra year. You heard Charles Barkley talking about it today. That's that's going to lead into our next subject, and, and that's because I'm going to let that go because you know where I'm going with it. Should the NBA or the NC2As now make more money by requiring a, a student to continue to work for free labor an extra year. You know, they've already got it where you got kids coming from, from, you know, from Europe and all these foreign countries and stuff coming in, playing right away at age 19 in the NBA. 
should the NC2As be able to hold these kids up from being able to take some families out of poverty and getting basically free labor? What are your thoughts on that? Anybody, anybody can grab that. Well, I think in college you should at least do two years. Because bad enough, I, I forgot what the word is, but they don't have that function where they could actually help that kid to make his game better before he goes as he's in school. So I think at least a kid could do at least two years in college and, and hopefully he can make it to the pros. Because I, I say this, after LeBron... Um, draft class to me, there's no more superstars. These kids are gonna be nice that's come in, but they they're gonna be your average player. All your teams gonna be average once Melo and LeBron them leave. Every team gonna be but average. It's gonna might get worse. So yeah, that's how it is. You know, I swear, I swear to God, they make it. They make it two years, and I swear it has something to do because the ratings for the college basketball is going down. Because those right, kids go to right. Kentucky for one for one year, they go pro, and no one even knows who that kid is. I don't know no one but in the last draft class, but like four dudes. And I'm a pretty right. predominant NBA player, or not player, watcher, you know. I watch the game and the draft and whatnot. And you say, you stay two years, they can kind of figure you out. Because these kids that are coming out, top, top three players, what's that number three pick, Vuv or something for Utah? He's kind of doing right. something. Yeah, right. most of these kids, they go D-League, they go across seas. They don't turn out to do nothing. Harrison Barnes, yeah, he's killing it, but he almost didn't do it. And a lot of these kids just, they go overseas because they're not staying in four years because you got to learn how to get big. I mean, look at, look at uh, what's that kid the Blazers got? Myers Leonard? That kid killed it for Illinois. And look at him now. He's like a baby out there. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what's so funny, man, is like, like, the number one draft pick from last year, like you said, Anthony Bennett. And he, 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 he he's garbage right now. I mean, he's not even ready. But the thing about it is, though, is that it goes back to what we was talking about, you know, about the compensation, man. You know what I'm saying? Because the only reason why they jump is because they need money. So they've right. had some kind of compensation in college, man. Maybe they might stay a little while. Because think about it. I, I, money, a mandatory two years, that would be great, man. But at the same time, man, Compensation could make them stay four years. If they, if they compensate them for four years, then I can go. I can say, okay, you stay four years, or maybe two years. But it would help the college rating now, man. Because I ain't gonna lie, man. I used to be a big time college guy, man. And when it got to the point, man, where, where uh, people just doing one and done and leaving and stuff like that, man, it was hard to keep up, man. And at the same time, it, it hurts the NBA, man, because don't nobody be uh, really watching it, man. Like that because it's like a young bunch of young dudes at a high school. They're like, oh, who is this kid? Who is this kid? Because I remember, man, I used to keep up with the real heavily, man. Like I used to know this dude coming out of college. I'd be knowing this. I'd be like, yeah, ah, right, he's going to be tight. But now I can't keep up with it, man, because college is – I ain't watch college, man, because I can watch this tournament, man. I don't even know these guys, man. I'm watching them, man. I'm learning them, but you don't be knowing them, man. That's because everybody jumps. So who's hurt? So who's hurting more? Is the school hurting more, or is, the, is it the athlete himself that's hurting more by them going after after you know the one and done? Especially if they got skills. Because my thing is, is that you've got a bunch of a bunch of guys that they're making it a requirement for guys to to come in here and do this. And, and my thing is, maybe I'm on the on the outside of this, but you know I'm looking at your Joe Smiths, 
I'm looking at your LeBron James. I'm looking at your Kobe Bryant. I'm looking at your Kevin Garnett. You know, I'm looking at a couple other guys who come into the league, straight into the league, and, and, and I mean, have championships. In Kobe and, 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 and Garnett's case, multiple championships, and they never spent a, a day in college. So, in, in, in a sense, is it, is it really uh, necessary or fair to actually think of, especially if you're not compensating them, is it really fair necessarily to the athlete to continue to do it? Because look at Greg Oden, man. We got with Portland up here in Portland. We got him, uh, you know, you know, straight off the meat rack. And of course, Portland has this history of getting players with bag legs all the way back to, to Sam Bowie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and not, and not picking up Michael Jordan. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, who is it really hurting? Is it hurting the school because of them not being able to keep their reputation built up because the competition is, is, is sagging? And, or and should that matter even? I mean, maybe I'm confused on this thing because there's so many things on both ends that make it where I just don't think that you ought to have the right to limit a young man, but then some kid comes from Croatia or as Becker stand, and he's able to come right into the league and start playing and making millions of dollars. Am I missing something? Well, the whole thing about it, that whole situation is that overseas, they, they out there, they they get to be adult by the age of 16, damn near, depending on how their lifestyle is. So, And that's what they go by. That's why half of them probably go pro at the age of 17, 16 years old out there because – you know, their life is a little different out there. Their struggles a lot different from ours, you know. So I guess out there they're more be adult at an early age than we are over here. You know, we consider 21, 18, you sit as an adult out there, depending on your struggle, and, you you know, you survive it, you're pretty much an adult out there. So I guess, you know, this is a little different out there. That's how I see it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I go by. I mean, man, those Croatian dudes. I remember Lolly Divac saying when he was, what, 15, going to that the Croatian right. whatever national league, he's dealing with 40-year-old players in the post that are smoking cigarettes. You know, they're dealing with grown-ass men. That it's a national league. So they're, <laughs> they stay in the league forever. You know, we got freely in the Braves know all about it. We, we, we have so many freaking players on our little overseas league. We get these European dudes. They've been playing with grown-ass men. That's why they call them league, and they get it on. And that's the part about that. But the part about who's hurting is, I think the NBA's hurting. Because forget the colleges. Like you said, they're making a billion dollars a game. That's a white devil. They can have that. But the right. NBA's hurting because we got these scrubs coming in here. They don't know where to pick and pop. They don't know how to pop off the dribble. You know, you got to teach, even Lillard, you know, he probably nutted up his second year, and he was like, Damian Lillard for the point of Trailblazers. He's like, I can't play defense. And, you know, we won 40 games, and now we're just we're just sunken. We're done. We don't need the playoffs because he can't stop a friggin' rock. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I hold think is coming the NBA. My man, my man, my man said, hold up, my man cracked me up, man. He said, can't smoke a cigarette, man. <laughs> for, for real, for real, dog. You know what he was talking about? He's been packing that chopper and smoking them cigarettes. Oh, man, that's funny. The <laughs> 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 You, you know, uh, this, this is this is a, a live setup we got going here. You know, we're located right here local. We're trying to you know rep the Northwest, and we got 
you know what I'm saying, a couple of affiliates in California, you know what I'm saying, you know, one over in, 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 in Texas, you know what I'm saying, you know, we got my man in, in New York and stuff. You got Seattle yeah, and Portland in, in the house repping, and this is, you know, yeah. this, you know, we got about 26 minutes left, so we can, we can get off the topics and just talk, you know, general, you know, get stuff off your chest, what's on your mind kind of stuff, because, you know, I, I like to ask these questions. I've been writing down topics all day because these are things that just run through my brain all day long as I watch these kids over here doing their thing, and then I'm watching, you know, Charles Barkley sitting there saying, well, you know, they, you know, they should, you know, they get more experience if they, they do the two years in, but then I see these other cats, man, that come out man, and, and, and never even, you know, you know touch a college dorm, and there it is. I mean, and the, and the overreach that the NC2A has with the, with the NFL and, and all these other groups like uh, this kid Pryor that's now a quarterback for the Raiders and stuff, having to sit out uh, uh, games in the NFL, um, you know what I'm saying, because of something that he did in college. So they decided the NFL is a, and, and, the, and the college at NC2A admin decides to get together and make, let them, make it where this kid and this coach can't coach or can't play. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Do you think that they should have uh, so much overreach? I mean, I know there's like it's almost like farm clubbing, but should the NFL and the NC2A have so much overreach and overlap and oversight where they're able to stop the kid gets out of college because they're basically screwing him? Because here again, well, keep in mind, as a precursor to this, we're talking about kids who aren't getting compensated for anything, and they're selling jerseys and memorabilia that's their own memorabilia, and they're, and they made some money off of it, so they suspend the kid for X number of games, like six games or whatever. So he says, look, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I've been to two national championships with, your, with Ohio State, with your team. I've done everything that I could for you. You haven't paid me. So, I'm, you know, I tried to sell something that was basically mine or just use my signature. I didn't get an agent. I didn't have anybody else involved. It was just me. And now I'm going to the NFL, and you're going to now uh, talk to the NC2A, and the commissioner of football says, well, I don't want anybody to think they're getting away with anything that they did in college. I think that's a little bit too much oversight and overreach. Your thoughts? Well, this is my thoughts right here. This is Alabaster James, Floxy G's. Straight up, real talk. If you're getting your autograph and you're getting about 1500 per letter or letter or word, you ain't worried about where you're going in the draft. Real talk, you know you're going to get paid if some dumbass is paying for your shirt off your back with your name on it. They don't care they get suspended. They know they're going to get paid. They're going to go draft. They're going to get the right. Adidas, you know, sponsorship. They already know. They've had a dude in their ear since they were in junior ball. And, you know, you're breaking records. Your name's on the board. They don't care. They're going to get drafted. Right. They know they're going to get paid. It's no skin off their back. Right. But do you do you think that the, that the uh, entity for college and the NFL should be so close that – Something that happens in college should be able to overlap and choke a person out going into going to the next level. Man, right? Well, I, well, I, I see how that works. But look at look at look at uh, what is Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. That dude got busted like a mug for smoking dope, and he still got drafted a little lower. But look at him; he killed it this year for the Cardinals. He got hurt. Dude's gonna come back next year, have a comeback player of the year. The dude's a killer. He looked bad at LSU for smoking dope, not, you know, what do you say, honey badger just don't give a fuck, that type of shit. It's, it's right. skills. If you got the skills, it, like I said, it pays the bills. They don't give a shit. If you got the skills and you, you know, it, it's going to go 
to the NFL. The NFL, they have these stupid little interviews and shit and whatnot. When you start sounding dumb like Des Bryant, yeah, that's your ass. But everybody else, you play ball, you get it right. <laughs> what do you think about yes. that, North? What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, he's right, man. You know what I mean? The thing about it, man, the thing about the NFL and the NCAA, they got a it's, a, it's a PR move. They got to act like they do care. But really they don't because they know these guys. They got to they gotta sell a story. They got to do all this and they got to show they care. But the thing about it, they're thinking about this guy's athleticism and what he could do and how much money he can generate. And the thing about it, man, when the NCAA and NFL, NBA, we already know, man, those, those situations, man, you get in those leagues, man, they want to control you. They want to make it to the point where they got set these certain rules and guidelines. It's almost like the auction block, modern-day slavery, except they get paid. And it's one of those things, man, that once they get you in there, they're going to sit there, they're going to act like they care so much, they give you a little tap on the hand and this and that, but at the same time, you'll be back, you'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, I'm real. Because you know why? Because that's money, man. And they don't want to mess right. up money. Because the thing about it, like my man J. Cole said, he said, niggas love money, white folks control money. Niggas chase money, but they'll control it and see how far you'll go with it. But if you do something foul or something wrong, they're going to tap you on the hand. Or better yet, what they'll do, they'll make it to the point where the public will be saying, oh, he's horrible, oh, he's bad. But then again, after a while, you'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's real work, both of y'all. Alabaster and North, that's real stuff right there. That's a, that's the truth all day long. I can't deny none of that. You know? Well, it's, it's all about that dollar, dollar bill, y'all. At the end of the day, dollar, man. They don't really care, man. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't like politics and 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 and, and uh, things that don't deserve it. And I, and I just thought that Goodell showed weak skills to allow something that happened to somebody in college to come over like a like a bad gardener, and you know you supposed to be, you know, spreading uh, you know, fertilizer over plants, and you throwing uh, arsenic powder on it, and, and killing off a person, and having a coach and a player, and they had to do it to the coach too because the coach was also from Ohio State. You had to hit them both hard to make it look like that, you know, there was no improprieties and weird stuff. But I just don't think that, you know, politics works in the sports world. But here again, that, that, that's just uh, that's just flossy jeezy on that one. Well, you know, we got about, oh, another good 20 minutes. Anybody want to just throw something out there and we can we can play the piranha role and jump all over it. I got some more to throw out there right quick. Let me just start with this. It's in hip-hop, man. Uh, Black Great, you, you posted something, man, and I was looking at it, man. Is there a song, man, that 50 Cent and Ja Rule did together? They ain't never did a song together. They would never will do a song together. That, that I know. Whole I was saying, saying man, because you could do a song together. Dr. Dre um, featuring Phil Tronica. Or um, 50 Cent featuring Ja Rule, or Ja Rule featuring 50 Cent, whatever which way it goes, who will actually do okay. a song before who, which I think right. none of them will happen. So. No, no, what happened, man? Because I was tripping out there. I was like, no, no, that ain't going down. But anyway. I don't know. Anybody comment on that? Because I just posted up and. I just posted up in that bullshit group, that sad group. 
Did oh, anybody man. ever look at the uh, uh, blood in my eye? <laughs> blood in my eye? That's yes. Y'all really yes. Man, what do you, you think of that? Yeah, I had it. That was good. His song, I tell you, his song is better than Fifty Cent. I got that story about Fifty Cent though. I can tell you about that. I, that I heard that um, you know, all the songs that he made, you know, from you know, that, that um, the two albums that he did, it was pretty much a a broke man's move. He know how to really? sell it. Yeah, pretty much. And this is why he hasn't dropped an album under in the scope since then. Because what he was doing was he got you know, he got signed with Columbia, got a bullshit deal. The money that he got, he he went out and bought his shit and sell that shit off. He ain't really make the move. The Power of the Dollar album is the best album that he ever made. Besides the, you know, all the shit that he made, besides Give It to Die Trying. To me, Power of the Dollar is better than Give It to Die Trying for me. But he made all those songs to to eat. Really. Yeah. You know that that was his main focus. He was making sure he was trying to eat. And now, and now he's going independent. What move do you think he's trying to make now? Um, he's going back to street. So the whole thing was like I was saying, you know, being so in saying that, you know, the album that he made probably had some you know, some street shit, whatever, and they was like they didn't want to drop that because they wanted the same joints that he'd been dropping, which he told them, you know, I only did that because I was hungry. I was broke. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So from from there, it went from there to, to, that's why when he said he was supposed to drop the album, when he saw him did by like five videos and all that, he was actually supposed to drop an album. But the album never did the drop because the Interscope didn't want those type of music for him to drop. So that's where the independent went. Yeah, you know I, I like Fifty Cent, man. I mean Fifty Cent. I mean, you know, I, I like I like what I like about him. I like the the the. I ain't gonna put it as that. I like the fact that he turned and left in the scope. I like that a lot, man. And decided to go independent. I mean mm-hmm. that he had a plan. You know, he had a plan. I guess because you, you can't just he just had a plan, man. He he had his plan all along of doing that. But I mean. I like that, and it's, I, I, you know, I want I want a lot of guys to get their weight up, man, and do the same thing, man, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it a lot of dudes. Like a lot, it sounds like a lot of these cats go independent, you know. Yeah, it, I agree. It's just like a lot of artists do have independent in them. They just have the big label stamping it right now so stuff, in the yeah, game so right now by itself. If you oh, heard man, an independent label. Because 41 has been doing it from day one. Oh, yeah, day one. Yeah, ever since oh, I met him down at and when I met him at Grambling State, he was doing it. He was already kind of like, he left, check it out. I met, 80, I met E-40, man, at Grambling State, man. And the thing about it, that's before he came out. And the thing about him was he was already doing, like, little small stuff. He even did a song with school. And he just decided to leave Ground State. And all of a sudden, I thought he was corny, man. I ain't gonna lie. I thought he was. I, thought, I said, man, he's sweet. But then what so happened? No, I'm being honest, man. But then, but then all of a sudden, man, no, man, check it out, man. The dude used to, man, he used to walk around, man, with a uh, sweat. He wasn't big as he was now, but he used to walk around with his little sweat, sweat shoes on him, his little, uh, I guess, be legit and some other little short dude. And he used to always like, what's up, what's up? You know, he's and he always had these little sayings he had, man. And I used to like, man, so what's that, man? And I thought he was corny as a motherfucker. But it so happened, man. Next thing I know, man, 
he he no, he broke out, man, left, and next thing I know, he dropped that uh, tied against stepped on and all that type of shit. And I'm looking at the CD like, yeah. what the fuck? I said, this nigga, oh, he's tight. <laughs> he right. was right. The whole time, and he had blown up. What, what was I thinking? Man, I did not like him, man. I didn't like him. I said, what's good? I used, man, we used to always speak to him. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Yo, really easy. What do you need? He's all that shit he was talking about. Like, what the fuck is he talking about, man? Now, I'm, gotta I'm from Louisiana. Yo, you got to read his book. He came out with a book, The Way How He Talks. He wrote all that shit down in a book. It's like his own little, it's like a dictionary. No, the new venture, the new venture for uh, E40, because apparently I guess he's selling out now. Uh, but uh, he's got, yeah, he's got wines coming out. The Earl Stevens. The Earl Stevens. Get out of here. What's he got what's I am not fucking with you. He had a signing in Sacramento like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this well, man's you know they, wine. Well, wine. Well, you know that is, that is close to Napa Valley, ain't it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, he's balling. Oh, he's balling out. He's got all the liquor stores down there doing signings and shit. Now, tell me, is that selling out? Well, just, see, here we get. Here we get. That was the topic earlier in Alabaster. You were, I don't know if you was in on it, but we were talking about that. But I'm going to ask you that question. And like I said before, we got about... 13, 13, actually, 11 minutes to kick this ball around again. Is it selling out if you take your moniker, you take your name, you take something that you built up from what Norris just, all accountability, what Norris just said, you taking it from scratch into, into scratch and into doing something, is it selling out to extend based off of your name? I, I just, for me, I just can't see that as selling out. Yeah. If, if, if Cube is, is, is doing movies, if he's extended it to the point where once more time he said, I won't do Arsenio Hall, but he blew up so large that Arsenio himself was able to, you know, get, get God bless him to get a, a second comeback and be able to do something and, 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 and re-sponsor Cats again, and, and he shows up on that. And the first thing that's clown over in Hip Hop Sports says is that, well, he, you know, he's he really he would never do this and this core value shit. I don't believe that that's showing out. What do you think about that? Hey, really quick, I just want to say this is wrong, man. Hey, man, I'm saying um, all these, these white people don't let uh, anything stop them from getting their money. You know what I'm saying? They get their money in any way possible. You know what I mean? So, so um, for 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 uh, a black man to to make it past the level of just being in one thing, uh, not only that, but he's not even working for uh, somebody else. He's getting his own shit. Like you're saying, right. it's in his name, man. What, what you got to say, man? Go ahead. Well, you right, man? Rock, 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 rock. You right, man. I, I I agree with you totally, man. I, I don't, man. You, see, that's no limit, man. There's no limit to getting money. First of all, there's no limit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the sky has no limit. So you get as much as you can. You get as much as you can. But I, I always, I know me, if I make a lot, I'm always, you know, give back and I don't know where I came from. You know what I'm saying? I do stuff like that. But you're right, man. The word sellout is crazy to me. But this is this is what I, you know, if I knew an artist, I knew a rapper right now, I would create a slang or better yet make a song and just have it say, I'm selling out. Just come out. I'm selling out. Yeah, yeah I'm selling out. Because think about it, because because no, it's, it's a thing, man, that people really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They always say it, but they don't know what they're talking about, man. But they want to make money, though. But they want money, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this is a song by rapper that's just called Jealous, because they're jealous of everything else all these other motherfuckers have. 
And that's just what right. it is. But if you want to talk about a sellout, it don't make no sense people say that shit. Okay, it's an all-star game. So Kevin Durant, he's wearing a cotton black shirt, V-neck, with rhinestones on all the fucking shoulders. Straight, this is a female shirt. This shirt costs $2,700. This is a Gucci shirt. Okay, once he's made it, let's say that nigga's from Baton Rouge, let's say he's from Pittsburgh, Alabama, say something, right? Once you make it, you are in a tax bracket that's so out of hand, what do you think he's going to Walmart? He's going to JetX? Right. Where do you think he's going to go get a T-shirt where he can lock the store down and be in there with all his folk for an hour, go spend about 580000 you know, he's in a whole other tax bracket. You hating on that, you a scumbag fool anyhow. Because you never had no horses on a boat with three naked hoes. So what's the difference? I mean, what, what, what are they saying that, uh, you know what I'm saying, Cube should still be in the hood, serving uh, uh, Kane, you know what I mean, uh, getting his money uh, the illegal way, you know what I mean, uh, worrying about... Uh, pool, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, according to this one pool, yeah, that somehow you should sit stagnant and look stupid. What Alabaster said just made, made a lot of sense. If you spend $500,000, you can let that same store just give them an extra quarter of a million cents. It's just like the old song, hey, yo, Warren, welcome to my store. When it, at first, they didn't want to have nothing to do with Warren G. And later on, when Warren G blows up, hey, yo, Warren, welcome to my store. Well, guess what? <laughs> welcome to my fucking store. Okay, and you didn't yeah, get right. over, you didn't you made yourself somebody, you didn't advance yourself, all of a sudden, for the name of a few cats that basically won't even leave their fucking house, but they'll go stand on the corner and sell that shit, want to shit on somebody who's got money that you, me, Obama, and everybody else knows, and beyond. And beyond that, Batman and beyond would, would do the same fucking thing. If you, if you could cut your fucking hands off and have theirs, it would already be sitting on the shelf, just like the Bruce Lee did in the Dragon movie, when the guy had, his, had, a, had a skeleton up his hand after he got fucked up, and he put that claw on and scratched Bruce Lee with it. Same thing. If you could cut your fucking hand, if you, if you could cut your fucking hand off and have that man's hand, you would do it. I'm going to tell you something. You can call me a sellout. You can call me whatever you want to. But guess what, man? Money talks, and you know the rest. Y'all go ahead. Man, man. is walking still. Both that run the marathon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. You, <clears throat> you know what, man? I want to ask you guys, man. I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. I, I was thinking about it, and the girl brought this to my attention. We were talking about five top five MCs. You know, we were talking about five top five rappers. You know, and, and, and the thing about it is, you know, obviously everybody gonna say Tupac, and I love Tupac, man. Not me. And the thing, that's, well, that's cool. Nah, and, the thing, and the thing about people say big, but one rapper, man, one rapper that people seem to forget that I thought was better than a lot of rappers that I just named, I believe that KRS-One is a motherfucker, man. I, yeah, think people forgot, I think people forgot, man, that this dude here, man, not only battle rap, he can, he can he'll slay anybody. Then you look at the fact that not only he'll teach you what, how to do stuff, and then on top of that, man, the dude got, got cuts, man. I mean, dude can spit, man. Chaos One, man, ever, ever since my philosophy, man, when he came out with that shit, you know, let us begin. What, where, why, or when? Will I be a stroke? You know what I'm saying? He goes on and on, man. I mean, come on, bro. Please act like they don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. 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 You know what
the bridges. You know, another dude who gets slept on a lot is Guru from Gangstar. That dude. Oh man! Oh man! That's money. That's money. The Guru is cold, man. Anybody that's all talking about skills, that was the motherfucking mislike man right there. You know know who my guy is. You know who my guy is. Until I'm gone, he's gonna be he's gonna be my goat. Rakim is going to be my goat until I'm out of here. I'm sorry. I got to have an educator, teacher, somebody who can actually tell me something. Not that I didn't know it already, but somebody that's actually talking about what's really going on. If you ever want to hear a song with that personifies Rakim, play it on, on, on YouTube. It's called Waiting for the World to End. And I'm, t- I'm going to post it in, in, in the group tonight. Turn it out about no, no, the no, group. No, 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 no. That's my song right there, man. <laughs> Oh, uh, yo, I'm feeling Kendrick Lamar. I'm telling me, if you ain't keeping up with Kendrick, to me, you ain't feeling in that lyrical, lyrical shit. That's no. about him and Eminem. That's about, I think, as lyrical as you can get it. Now, hold on, hold on, bro. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. See, now, I'm going to say this, bro. I, I, okay, in another group, man, I said something about Kendrick Lamar. Because I like Kendrick okay. Lamar. I like Kendrick, man. I, I, I like Kendrick. I wouldn't give him top five, but he's definitely in that top. Nah. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, nah, I wouldn't give him top five, but I'm talking about as far as rappers and lyricists right today, I, I, he has to be one of the top right now today because, the reason why I say, man, because a lot of dudes, man, feel like he's this, he ain't this, he ain't that, he's garbage. And the thing about Eminem, man, that's why I want to bring about Eminem, man. First of all, we already know he white. But the thing about it, the question I got, can he rap? And my answer is, hell yeah, he can rap. Damn yeah, right. Yeah. One thing well, about I know some, I know, I know some cats that don't think, don't, don't think the best of him, man. I think he's garbage. Yo, real talk, one yep. thing about Eminem for sure is that this nigga know his history better than have the black dudes in hip-hop today. This nigga know his history. Trust me. Yeah. And, oh, and, I look back, and I look back on his battles, the, the dude was whack. Like, oh, yeah, he, he had it, the it was, he was there, but he did not know how to use it yet. What you hear it today, he's no near where he was back then. Niggas don't do their homework. A nigga will comment first before they actually listen. That's the whole problem with the internet today. People will actually comment before they actually listen. Sometimes yeah. the first thing you comment here is say, fuck it, whatever. And you'll be like, did you listen to it? That's all you guys tell them. I did that to a dude today, and he didn't say nothing back. I'm like, did you you just comment or did you listen to it? It's nothing to say because it's like that's what they do. So, so I, I want to I wanna tell you all my, my Kendrick story real quick. Um, I got a, a dude that I fuck with real tough out here. His name is Primetime. And uh, he's going to be blowing up really soon. Like, he's going out to Paramount recording and stuff like that. Like, it, it's a really big deal. They're, they're really trying to push this cat. And so uh, me and him get together, and we talk like brothers like we're supposed to do. And um, he uh, saw no problem with uh, Macklemore uh, getting the, uh, uh, the hip-hop award over Kendrick. And the reason the reason that he stated was because it was um, 
it was a, a better album as far as um, you know the the songs and the hits that he was getting off of it and, and stuff like that. My argument was is that uh, Kendrick put together a better hip hop album. Now, what that means is that this dude Kendrick put together an album that you can play from front to back. You listen to the album. You feel what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on. No, I, 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 I got a call. I got to squeeze in because we got three minutes. By the way, don't okay. hang up. We'll have extended time after the show is over to continue to kick in. 206, go ahead. What's going on? Hey, yeah. well, hey, my right there, Nigel. You got everybody skinning your teeth, my man, with two and a half minutes yeah. to spare. But, 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 but stay on the line, because like I said, after the show cuts off the people being able to call in, we'll have some extended time to continue to kick this flavor. Go ahead, whoever that was. Uh, uh, Roy, go finish that up. Yeah, that was pretty much uh, the rest of that story uh, about Kendrick, is that uh, Kendrick put together a better album, you know what I'm saying? And, and you can even go, like, hit for hit, you know what I'm saying, with uh, with uh, Macklemore's album uh, versus Kendrick's album. Uh, all of them had singles off of the motherfucker, too, where, where uh, the, the messed up part was, and um, it is that Macklemore got more of a fan base because he was playing off of uh, the hot topic of gays and shit like that. But if wow. it wasn't controversial for Macklemore's music, there is absolutely no way that Kendrick shouldn't have got that because from front to back, that album tells the story and we haven't got that in a while. That's a good project. You feel me? It is album about Jay because I think both of those albums suck dick. CDE Black Hippie album was the fucking Kendrick album. That brought them fools out. Fuck all that singing and white outfits, Dre, Dr. Dre, bullshit. It was the TDE album that popped off. To be honest with you, fans, Dr. Dre produced not one track on Kendrick Lamar album. I actually took time to listen to it because I wasn't jumping on his bandwagon so quick. For me, it, it takes a hell of a minute for me to like you. Then I got to listen. It's not just like, something like, oh, you hot. I got to listen to about eight tracks from you to make sure you're good because it's all about consistency of your lyrics and to make sure you legit with your lyrics. Because if you can just spit two songs and your rest will be garbage. And that's why a lot of these albums be garbage now because you probably have two tracks that's hot out of that whole 14, 16. It used to be 12 joints on albums. And you but you know what the problem is, though? You made sure you are going to get a good Michael music. Michael Moore should have got it over you there. You know what the problem is? No, hell no, he should have got it. That's what black men, white people will be voting for that shit. They don't know hip-hop. They just they just know names on that shit. So once they no, know they names, know, that's they know, what they pick. They know money. They know money. The problem what with hip-hop pop, is the record companies control what you put on your records if you're under a label. That's why so many of these artists are doing bootleg and all these other tapes because the record companies can't dictate what they do. That's why these little mixtapes, more than ever, even Lil Wayne okay. okay, fellas, we're in the overtime period, so when show's not going to come up, it's going to continue to run. Uh, whoever was trying to call in, they're going to call in. It's just going to have to listen. Y'all go ahead and roll with that flavor. Yeah. Keep keep going. Uh, no, I'm just saying. But, I'm just saying that hip hop right now is so diluted because it's, it's, you know, to me, Macklemore, even though he's from Seattle, 
I, I still don't think he's better than Kendrick Lamar. There's no way that Macklemore should have got that. Just cause, I think no, because he no, did something about homosexuality. That's why he did it. I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. He's I, I don't want really to take away from... Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Macklemore. Macklemore, yeah, he's from Seattle. As a matter of fact, Black Great Macklemore, man. When uh, 84 Fly, when we was doing our stuff, man, we ran across McLemore a few times, and I seen him before he blew up. And as you look on it, if you ever go to YouTube, man, here in uh, 84, they did a song together called uh, Gold. Yeah. Gold. It's on, it's right. on iTunes now. It's on yeah. iTunes. But that's why 84 was waiting for his shine, man, because it, but he never looked back, so. <laughs> but Mac- I'll tell you another thing. If you look at McLemore's video... McLemore video, he did a video on top of a place called Dick's Restaurant. About 20-something years before that, Sir Mix-a-Lot tried to get Dick to do the same thing. When he did his party on Broadway, Dick wouldn't even let him do that shit. Oh, you lying. Yeah, it's real. It's real. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. It's real talk. His grandson said, you need to let Macklemore perform at Dick's. Right, and this fool right. was on top of Dick's oh, roof right. performing. But and that's what, Ma- that's what makes a lot. That's what makes a lot. more money than Macklemore could ever make. Couldn't even do that shit. Yeah, that's what makes a lot of the song. And, 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 that, and, that, and that burger joint is on Broadway. And that's when uh, Mixed Light had the yep. song called Posse on Broadway. Yep. He want to do a yep. video down there. Yep. He, he should have had him up on there with his ass. At least to share the love because he shouts his mix out on the album. He should have had him in the motherfucking video. Well, but Dix don't do that, home. man. See, I'm going you know, to tell you, man, Dix is so fucking racist. When we used to kick it up there, I used to be in high school and kick it up there. They used to have police up there every time we were up there just to get a hamburger. They wouldn't let us do shit. Now, white people have, they can have grunge motherfuckers, all kind of motherfuckers. There ain't no cops up in that motherfucker before. Hell yeah, since that Dix out Lake City way, I used to live out there. Yeah, yep. you know, I, hey, I hey. was in high school out there. Nathan, hey. Yeah, and hey, let me ask y'all a question. Out there. Are y'all, are y'all familiar? Are y'all familiar with uh, Jake One? Yep. Who? Jake One. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, okay, check this out. I'm gonna, tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give y'all a little rundown of Jake One is. Okay, Jake One, man. Jake One is a producer, and he produced a lot of big hits that people don't know about. He's from out here in Seattle. He's from. I mean, when I say big hits, I I, I can't name all the songs, but I can say this. He did a he did a, a track for Fifty Cent. He did a track for Drake. I mean, he did some numbers, man. He did some serious. Now I'm gonna post some stuff in the group, man, of his stuff that he done. But I mean, he's a he's a legendary guy. Well, he did the song, man, a video called Home, and he had a different. It's a it's a lot of different rappers in there from Seattle. He had Sir Mix a lot in there, and it was, they did they, they, that was right in front of Dixie. Not well, actually, it was kind of like on the side, but not too far. No, right that in was front in front of, of Dixie. No, yeah, on Broadway. But but I'm just saying, man, I'm gonna post this dude in the group, man. But if you ever do your homework, look into Jake One, man, find out and look into what who he produced. Because I'm gonna tell you, he has a laundry list of guys he produced, and he's straight out of Seattle. And then I was just trying to say, I was I was gonna say, uh, you know, I don't even want to take anything from from Macklemore. You know what I'm saying? Because since uh, Sir Mix a Lot, we haven't had a Northwest uh, artist blow up this big. You know what I'm saying? White or not, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. But uh, even with that, like, you still got to give it up. I can't be biased. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kendrick shit bumps. 
for, yeah. for this album. And I've heard some of uh, uh, Macklemore's old shit. And, and Macklemore ain't no chump either. Like, he's no slum. But, but, but this album, The Heist, isn't that. Like, they were serious when they named this album The Heist. They jig-jacking a lot of shit. They hitting up everybody. They just robbed the bank, the whole industry with this shit. I'm not trying to bag Macklemore. No, but you I know don't what? Like I just, man. I just think that there's a lot of other, other artists that have been grinding their asses off. And then you got to look at the more most people that we recognize out of Seattle is who? Jimi Hendrix, Sir Mix a Lot, and Macklemore and grunge music. Come on, man. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, but you know what I'm going to say about Macklemore? One thing, one thing that's how we get recognized, but one thing I'm going to say about Macklemore that he came out and said, and, and, and I give him props for this. He came out in one magazine and he said if he was black, he wouldn't be successful as he is. He said Bro, that. Hey, that's fucking fact. He knows it. White folks, he knows it. They got to grind Why him do you always say that, well, see, that's one, and that's one of the reasons why I don't want to take anything from Macklemore because as far as I know, listening and going and listening to his old albums, and even now, like, because uh, even after he got the Hip Hop Award, uh, he hit uh, Kendrick on Twitter and was like, man, uh, I honestly think it should have been you. And it should have been. Nostalgia. Has anybody heard this song? No, I heard. I don't even. Oh, 
Just showing nostalgia is off the hook. Kendrick is going to be around for a while. This boy is not giving up. He's a good guy. He's on our city. Oh, I'm talking about. I said, I'm going to bust his nut too soon. Wait too hard. That many IQ hits. I told you, he'll make a second album. He'll be like Paul Wall, but better. And that's it. He came out way too hard, too much shit, and that's it. He might not even want to, honestly. You know, I was just like a mixtape all fucking day. Make more money off that shit. Oh, I, 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 to me, I just think that it ain't really that I'm bashing Macklemore. You know, more power to him, but that he's making his grind and making his money. But these records, you know, these uh, Grammys and all this stuff, the, the representation of hip-hop music is so fucking diluted and ridiculous. I mean, why does yeah. everything have to be a gay agenda? Why can't it be give it to the person who has the skills, that got the bomb album, if that would have been the case, I would have lived with it. But to sit there to be uh, on a homosexual tip and, and make force the homosexuality down people's throats, I think that's fucking wrong. You don't do you know what? It's like a computer program back when I was in the military. It's called a force-fed document. If the, if the, yeah. if the, if the, if the usual program doesn't fucking work, then you take a, a, a card instead of the disc, you take a card and you stick it in the side and you force the transactions through that you want to go through. This whole gay agenda, this whole, you know, doing something. People, you know, I was I was listening, looking at Raw High Four talking about it in the group today about, mm-hmm. about the Obama thing, but you got to understand something. They made sure that they uh, uh, did their, their, their homework and they wait till politicians are the most vulnerable <laughs> Like they really want to get in, or they really want to pass something. And if you notice, this this trumpet is is the loudest played instrument. Like it's like a Louis Armstrong trumpet that they play during election time because they know they got those politicians who want that office by the donuts, and that's why they come in with that. Now has now has Obama not done as much for his own community that he that he has done for them? I would say yeah, in a sense. But as a rule, and I don't mean to be biased, but as a rule. The gay agenda is not really an African-American issue so far as civil rights is concerned. They've kind of graduated uh, diversity, the diversity question into uh, the gay thing. And when you go to diversity uh, 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 meetings and shit like that, like back east, guy told me he went back there for a diversity meeting. He thought he was going to talk about minorities, and the whole agenda was about was about gay stuff. They they painted this 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 brush and this picture, and there, like I said, it's a forced fair transaction. And I don't think that heterosexuals should have to deal with. Really? Okay. Well, really. Look, at, look at this way though. If Obama is the president. Who's really running the the government? Obama's not running the government. The Republicans are running the government. The problem with right. Obama is anything that Obama tries to get out that's not on the Republicans' agenda, they veto and shut that shit down. He doesn't have a way to even represent the black people because the Republicans don't give a rat's ass about us black people. I was going to say, Jake, I was going to say, Stu, that Obama, those, white COVID, those white COVID motherfuckers ain't paying to watch 8 Mile. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yeah. The lying ass niggas want to put a cipher yeah. on, yeah. then the white folks yeah. watch that shit. No. And, 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 really, really, and really what it came down with Obama, he only had one agenda that really made or break his presidency. Right now he's, he's treading water. And that's that health care uh, referendum where everybody needs to be on health care. 
that's the major thing that he needs to get straightened out. And that's not only including white people, black people, senior citizens, that's everybody. If he don't get that shit straightened out, that's really what people are going to look at down at him for, that he didn't get that shit figured out. You know what amazes me about that, though, is that the Republicans talk all this this weak shit about how weak that program was, this, that, and the third. But the funniest, most supercritical thing is the pre-existing condition portion of the health care debate. All of a sudden, in order for them to have gotten on board and want to get it passed, the Republicans that did help it pass or, or, or in order to perpetuate it, they now want that in their packages because they have, but guess what? They're older and they have pre-existing conditions. So while they're, just like, they're, just like the stimulus thing, when they say the stimulus thing was a failure, yet it shows on, on a list, Republican after Republican after Republican, accepting stimulus money, and in and, and, and the worst-case scenario, Mitch McConnell, who, who sits up there with that chewing tobacco in his mouth and who's the, the head of the, the, the House, talking that stupid shit, and he benefited from a base that was built in his state on stimulus money. So a lot of the stuff that Obama puts out there, he was smart, man. He made sure that they were traditional Republican ideas. But when you come into the office and you say, I'm cutting off your lobby money, which is their extra temp money to take care of their mistresses, their families, their houses, and, their, and, their, and the rest of the shit that's going on. And you come in and you cut that, 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 that old schoolboy money out, especially when you were one of the schools at Harvard or, or Yale or wherever you went to college at, and you were part of that agenda, and then you come in and you flip the script on them boys, hell no, they ain't going to back you up on nothing else, and they're going to use their PR people to make you look like the worst guy that ever came through. And whoever said that he, I think it was Miguel, Whoever said that he was uh, basically does not run the government, you're absolutely correct because people don't realize he can't just be a president just for black people. He has to be the president for everybody. But when you get to the president of the United States, everyone except up to this, the Obama. When they put legislation out there, it is usually the Congress that, that, that makes up the legislation, and then they send it to the president to get okayed or vetoed. They bypass that. They flip it back around. Now they want him to make up everything so they can call him a failure, right, and then they go ahead and shoot it all down. But when you come in and you run our team as a senator and you turn around and become president and shit on us, we're not going to endorse anything that you do, and that's what they've done. And I'm going to say something else that's even deeper. When have Republicans ever gave a rat's ass about American people having health care? They don't give a rat's ass. The only thing that they care about is Pfizer and all these companies that are making money off these meds make more money. They're about big business. That's the reason why their asses were up in Iraq, Iran. They had oil over there. They wanted to control that oil so that way they can get all the money that they can out of that damn country. That's what they do. Now, right now, the, the Democratic public doesn't, uh, Party doesn't have anybody that can replace Obama, maybe Hillary Clinton. So now they're sitting there saying, oh, maybe we should put health care on there so we can get somebody that's going to be in office so we can't sit there and play tick for tack with Obama for the next three years. That's all they're going to do. They're going to sit there, Obama's going to have an agenda, they're going to shoot that shit down, and everybody's going to look at Obama like he, he's an idiot and he's the fool. But it's really the damn God, the Congress that's fucking every damn thing up. Exactly. I'm tired of Republicans, man. I'm tired of Republicans, man. I'm just my ass. It's all phony, man. I think you. I yeah. think if you don't have. I think if you don't have six zeros behind your bank account like Snoop or one of these cats, yeah. that's yeah. 
Thank you. I think you're in trouble because yeah. they're not they're not going to allow you ass to do anything. We said it earlier that you're allowed to, as a black person you're allowed to do everything in this country except control your own destiny. You, and, and 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 that's what work and white people do. I mean, if you, you're able to do everything unless you're a part of the country club and you're a card carrying member of having so much money that it just doesn't matter. You know, up, down, sideways, or, or regular, you're not going to be able to be a part of nothing that, that this agenda is all about. You, that's just a, a reality and a fact. Unless you know? you're part of that Illuminati or whatever, that closed knit society that do all kind of crazy ass shit. That's the only way you can do that shit. It's a closed society. It's just how the Muslims used to just say back in the day. North know this. You got 85, you got 15, and you got five. Eighty-five percent of the people that's in this country or in this world don't know shit. Fifteen percent of them, they know shit, and you know they don't choose to say anything about it. Like, um, like uh, the motherfuckers, uh, the like they run the Masonic Temple. They know what's going on and ain't saying a damn thing. And the five percent is the people that really run the damn world and they're not relinquishing any power. That's the breakdown how it goes. So, really, when you sit up there and people sit there and say Obama has an unapproval rating, most of them motherfuckers don't know what the hell is going on. They're so damn stupid and blind, they can't even see it. They made it years ago to where a president don't have any type of power. He's a figurehead. That's all he is. That government runs everything. Even Bush, with his dumb ass, couldn't declare war unless Congress said so. He can only go so goddamn far. Mm-hmm. That's why Grand Pooper said it best. He said, "Dip, dip, diver, civilize the eighty-fiver. You gotta let them know the devil's connived." That's why he said that. Well, I tell you, it's it's, it's a shame, man, to to watch all this stuff going down. It's a shame that, like I said before, all of a sudden that you know, out of nowhere, that. You know, the gay agenda is, is king, and nobody else can breathe or say anything about it. And, and everybody else has to kind of has to try to. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy that things are just out of control the way they are. And it's funny. But you know why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. My fault. No, go ahead. I, I was done. No, I was gonna. No, I was gonna say the reason why the gay agenda is powerful. It's because, I'm, now I don't know about Portland, but Seattle, a lot of gay people got money. A lot of these motherfuckers are lawyers. They're prominent people that don't want nobody else to know that they motherfucking gay. They got a lot of money that's behind them. There's a reason why their agenda is picking up full steam. They got money behind them. And everything that they do, they do it to where it's a significant situation that's going on, like football, like basketball, like these actors and actresses coming out, like Wanda Sykes, now uh, the lady off Today show, she's coming out saying she's a lesbian. There is money behind them. And when you got money behind you, you can do a whole lot of shit. Dictate great when you're rich. Exactly. Exactly. Money talks bullshit wall. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. If, the right was, if, the, if they were broke, they wouldn't be. Able, they wouldn't have a platform to, to sit down on. But when you got prominent people saying that, oh, I'm coming out, I'm a lesbian, 
I'm gay. I'm waiting for Latifah to say it. She been, they've been saying she's been gay since said it all. Oh, she got married. married. She got married. She got married to her chick. Yeah, she married. Yeah. Her, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, but she has Raven Simone off of the Cosby Show too. She, she's never came out to say it. I, I think she you know. I think I think I think she I think she basically just said, "Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nothing." And you know, but at the same time, man, it's, it, it came public. But that's my thing. But that's my thing. I, yeah. I respect that. If you're gay, yeah. you're gay. You don't have to say it. Why does Michael Sam got to say it? I don't care if you're gay. Right. Like a goddamn quarterback. That's what I care about. Make an interception. Make a play. I don't care what you're doing right. in your bedroom. Ninety percent of the time, unless you got a dude standing in front of you that's with that it, 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 the way they been trying to talk, I don't know that you gave her. She tell me, but why? But the thing is, with my problem is, you keep trying to remind me that you are, and I keep trying to remind you that I don't care. That is that is strictly exactly. strictly exactly. your business. Yeah. That's yeah. strictly your yeah. what, what, yeah. what you do, how you get off, what you do, how, you know, how many how many jump shots you take in the third quarter, that's your fucking business. That has nothing to do with me. What I need you to do is tell me that somehow I've got this, this, this newly created phobia or whatever because I don't agree with what you're doing. But it, it really is none of my business. I really don't, really don't care. I'm going to tell you something. You know what I'm saying? The only time I'm going to pack a sandwich is when I'm in the kitchen, and I'm probably going to get that sandwich from my old lady, so I don't have to do that. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not yeah. really trying to, trying to figure out why or how you got there or the fact that you're even there. That is, you know, that's like the song says, strictly business. That's your business. That's yeah. nothing to do with me. Yeah. You go ahead, David. Knock yeah. it out the box, Rick. Knock them out, Rick. It ain't got nothing to do. Really, honestly, seriously, it ain't yeah. got nothing to do with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 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 your business. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm saying? Why do you keep trying to remind me? You know what I'm saying? Well, we're gonna. What kills me is June 10th, June 19th in Portland, Oregon. June 10th, the day that the slaves were free. June 10th. That's a. That's really a national holiday that never gets celebrated for, for African Americans, but it's Gay Pride no. Day in Portland now. You know why it doesn't get celebrated because. Because technically the slaves was never free. See, that's another issue I got a problem with. Look, yeah, motherfucking Lincoln, you didn't free shit. Emancipation doesn't really mean freedom. What he did right. was he said if the South would not give up this war, you don't need to have slaves. He tried to stop the main thing that the South was making money, and that's cotton. And they couldn't make no cotton without slaves. But you know what ended up with the slaves? You freed them. But motherfucker didn't give me my meal and goddamn 40 acres and no money. So you know what I had to do? I had to go back on the plantation as an indentured service and work my way off the goddamn land. And we've been doing it ever since. So how the hell are we free? Yeah. Good, good point, man. Great point. You can't free nobody with no money. If I'm broke, where motherfucker am I gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say still still trying to hand out wet food stamps? Come on, man. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tell you. Even to this day, we still we still are in that still situation. The only difference yeah, we is are. we're not in we're not in a we're not in a big plantation. We're in high sky skyscraper buildings. 
and white people still run our asses. We're not right. free. We, we're not. We're not. It's, a, it's, a, it's just that we. It's just right now. Only thing that separates everything is that we're getting money right now. We we're, we're so caught exactly. individually, individually making money, but as a people, we ain't making jack because we don't own jack. We ain't gonna. We don't control nothing. We just. We 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 just. We just. You know what? You know what? I was thinking about it, man. I was sitting around thinking about it. I heard this dude say it. What we doing right now as black people, man? We're real living. Uh, we're playing a real, real live monopoly game, and it's one of those games, man, where everybody sits at the table. You got this Chinese, and you got all the different races. They pull up a chair, and you all know how to play monopoly. Everybody gets a certain amount of money. Well, mm-hmm. we didn't get our money. You see, we came to the game late, or we just didn't get our money. Because all we do, we go around the board, and they buy up everything. They own everything on the monopoly board. We don't own nothing. We don't own the only thing we can get out of we get is uh is income tax and probably uh, free parking and if not go to jail. Yeah, oh, man, it's getting a little bit worse than that, bro. Because uh, what we do own already, uh, you know, they're they're uh, genociding us out. You know what I mean? And and uh, you know, taking land. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and where either we can't pay to stay there or it, it's uh, more beneficial for us to sell out and, and so yeah. we have. Yeah, and, and that's, that's a big thing going on right now, especially in the Northwest. Right, and that's a big thing that's going back, like we was talking about with the BET. It goes way back to what we was talking about. That's why I was saying, why when him selling that and getting rid of that, that was a powerful situation he had that he could have built off on, man, that say, hey, that's a certain, certain thing that we have. Because the thing about it, people get it mixed up, man. You know, I mean, we being rich and, and, and all that stuff like that, it's all about having money for a certain industry. Like, we don't have, like, bus lines or, or, or some type of industry. We need to own some type of industry, man. That's the but problem. But this, pro- this, this is the problem. And this is, I, I don't have a pretty much a problem with the NFL so much I do with the NBA. I have a problem with this. You got a 19-year-old coming into the league. He gets a million dollars or whatever money that he gets. Look, this right. boy ain't never had a million dollars in his goddamn life. How the hell are you gonna give him nine million dollars? Say you're the you are the face of our franchise, and you need to turn our franchise around. That is not even a feasible situation that you could think of. In addition to that, when he gets his money, half of their family think it's lotto for them, so he got to help them out. He got an agent getting ten percent. And then he got a, 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 a accountant that's blowing all his goddamn money off fake endorsements. And then he, what you hear three years later, niggas broke. How that nigga get broke? Because that nigga didn't know how to handle his money. In wow, order for black people to have businesses and business sense, you have to know how to handle money. If you can't handle money, you're never going to accomplish nothing. Because everybody's gonna be sticking their hand out trying to get something, and then on top of that, you're gonna get three or four baby mamas gonna put you through child support, and then they're gonna get more money. Don't beat your ass alive. Don't beat your ass alive. And if you, if you even think you got potential at being being all what you just mentioned, to be your, your best move would be to keep your gun in the rack. You know what I'm saying? Or wrap that motherfucker up like a Firestone tire. Seven around two wrapped by one because you know the, the Kardashian emblem. You know it, it's it's not the bat signal no more. The Kardashian symbol is up. Them, ch- them chickies gonna be on you. You got to put child child safety proof latches on your wallet 
So you make sure that you don't get screwed up, man. But if you sit there waiting on you in the bushes, it's just like camouflage or like a man said, it's just like sabotage. Somebody's always ready to bust. You gotta have this shit together. The problem together. with the Kardashians is they got their own money. They lift off their damn debt. But I'm talking about some ratchet ass females, and I'm not talking just about black women. I'm talking about white women too, because Tyke Woods proved a white woman will gank your ass as quick as Geico like a black woman will. They just have more cool you know, you know and what? more you fashion to, to do that. that. You got to put an asterisk by that because Earl Williams taught his son about the country club. He didn't teach him no street shit like 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 rule one oh one a one oh one and one oh one a get the prenup one oh one a. Don't tear up the fucking prenup. If you if, well, if, if they divorced if they divorced within five years, she was only supposed to get ten million dollars and it was iron class. She couldn't get around that. He set up that sentimental but you can if you got a heartless bitch, but like I said before, we get these chicks, man, a, a lot of us, you know, we don't check none of these credentials. We get we get the car like as is, no warranty. We get no warranty on the car. This chick was a housekeeper and she got half of your billion dollars because you running around here on bullshit and bubblegum and your father didn't teach you nothing. Oh, he talked to you about was the country. Uh, but you know what, though? Michael up. Jordan didn't teach him shit either because Michael Jordan's dumbass is well, the same goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, hey, man, really yeah, guy. yeah. My wife just laughed at that, man. I'm telling you, she boy, you know, come on, dog. Then you're born in 63. So I'm, born, I'm born two months behind you, and you got your head up your ass having twins at 50. Come on, dog. Come it, on, man. Not <laughs> even, it's, not even, it's not even that. It's the, the problem is when they make this kind of money, they have, like, this godlike situation. They could get away with anything. That's the way Tiger Woods was thinking. That's the way Michael Jordan was thinking. Magic's black ass was thinking that way, so he got fucking AIDS. That's the problem. These athletes don't know shit. And then when they get fucked up in their shit, then they look like shit. I can't disagree with none of that, man. And, and come to come to find out, they, you know, you see Magic's son running around here on some fruit berry punch right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, 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 hey, Pete Gay, Isaiah Thomas is there too. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas is son too. He on fruit berry punch. And, 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 and if you remember, the two of them used to meet each other at half court with some sugar. And I'm like, okay, yeah. now, now that you guys have established that bullshit and razor blades don't go together, and you both get, they get children that's out here on some bullshit, that is said Magic Johnson was messing around with Jermaine Stewart, used to buy him gifts and shit all the time. I'm going to tell you something. Damn. I think when Hugh Hefner was he running around and, and had Magic Johnson wow. hanging out with him at the Playboy Mansion, I think one of those girls gave him the fucking bug and shit, and that's how he got it. But him and, and Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas was running around there feeding each other at half court, giving each other a little peck on the cheek, and, and, and then both of his sons end up on some dumb shit. So it kind of makes me wonder what kind of fathers was y'all and what was y'all doing in y'all's household that makes both of you guys come out with, hey, I'd like a nice Hawaiian punch. How'd they come up with this Man, shit? Man, you know what? Hey, and not only Magic and, and Isaiah, shit, Easy e too, man. That motherfucker died of AIDS. He died of straight motherfucking AIDS. As a matter of fact, Magic Johnson used to say he partied with Easy e Man, he messing with these trifling-ass females, man. You know, that's the first that's yeah. the first rule in the game. Keep your soldier in the pocket because if you're just mm-hmm. throwing the wrong tulips, you get fucked up. That's what I learned. 
Well, see, this is what happens when you got this shit like all this, all this, uh, you know, gay freedom running around here on you right now. You got all this, this nonsense going on, right? And then on top of it, one night out of the year, one of, one of these same gay folks, they want to be with the other person, call themselves bisexual. They tra- they transmit and transfer, they transfer more money than gangsters in a Swiss bank account. And they transfer you know shit around, and everybody getting that you know shit. But you know what? Though? Let me let me tell you. I'm gonna tell you a, a real truth, man. And I and I and I just thought about this shit. A hundred years ago, do you know black people really were Republicans, and now we're Democrats? If you go way back in the early 1900s, Democrats didn't even stand black people. Now right. we can't even stand Republicans. Mm-hmm. That's how wow. fast that shit is. Now let me tell you something else. The bottom line that you learn in America, O.J. Simpson proved that shit when he had some money. Any motherfucker that gets off on a murder case, if you have money, you can trump any damn thing. This gay shit is going, picking up full speed because whoever is behind it is powerful. There's a lot of money behind this gay agenda. Now, not a lot of these motherfuckers is coming out saying that shit that they're gay, but there's a lot of powerful people that we look at on a day-to-day basis that's homosexual. And and the thing is that they're pushing that agenda through motherfuckers that, you know, they don't want to be tied to it, but they are pushing that shit out like that. There's a lot of money behind that shit, man. There's a reason why these motherfuckers are saying, oh, I'm gay and shit. Nah, 20 years, man, 50 years ago, if they must, Rock Hudson didn't even say he was gay. White people couldn't even say that shit in the 50s. You know, Africans at one time didn't even have a word for homosexuality. Now they gay. But money talks, man. There's an agenda that's going on that's picking up steam because there's a lot of money behind that shit. And that's the reason why I'm irritated about Macklemore because he didn't win because he had a better album. He won because of what what Nelson said. There's a gay agenda, man. And it was his, an agenda. They wanted to do TV. They polarized this country. They yeah. wanted it on TV, yeah. and now they're telling yeah. you right now that even your church nothing. Even if you're a person, they, I don't know if it happened in Seattle. I think it happened here in Portland, where this guy had a cake shop. And he didn't want to do the cake. Now, they got signs. And I, don't, I know you guys have probably seen it because you guys are we're all in the same age bracket. And they have a sign that says that I refuse the right to serve anyone who I want to. I reserve my right to do that. That's just how I, 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 I want to do it. And, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you can now be brought up on charges in Oregon and fined okay. and, and, and maybe even in prison if you say no to it because he didn't want to make a cake for gay marriage. And he cited his religious beliefs. The Supreme Court just struck down your religious beliefs, something that you grew up with that's inherent to you. A, a part of you just like an artery now no longer means anything because a lie, never let, anything, let a, a lie stay in the way, in the way of an agenda. They want this lie to go. It's the biggest lie since cocaine. They push it, and it and the marijuana are both behind rich people because rich people, whenever they say that this is the way we want to run it, that's the way they run it, and you ain't got no say-so, all of a sudden now marijuana's medical. They kiss my ass. Y'all been smoking weed all along, man. Y'all been doing the homo shit all along. My thing is is that even still, I said like I said earlier, that is your business. I don't care. As long as what you are doing doesn't inherently stop me from what 
I'm trying to accomplish. I really don't care what it is that you're doing. But for whatever reason, you keep trying to remind me of your gayness, and all of a sudden now, if I tell you this, uh, and it's not in vogue, I've now, I've now uh, got a, a new phobia that I never knew even fucking existed. And now I'm homophobic. Well, I knew, it, I knew, it, I knew it existed being in Seattle. You can't help but exist. That shit existed. But you know what? I was gonna go any deeper than that. Arizona, they were gonna pass a law to where restaurants did not have to serve homosexuals. And the only reason why that shit didn't stop is the NFL was gonna have the Super Bowl down there, and they were gonna pull it out if Arizona did not pass that law, and then all of a sudden that law didn't pass. I'm telling you, man, there is money behind that shit. It, it always has been. But Seattle and homosexuality, man, that, that's that's like walking down the street and five out of ten is going to be gay. It, it's just the way that it is. And you could go in a particular area. Nowhere's nowhere's at. Uh, Capitol Hill, Capitol Hill's got gays everywhere, man. Flamethrowers everywhere. That's, that's all they got. Man, oh, man, I tell you what, that's all you got left. <laughs> Come on, man. Man, man, I, man, I, man I mean, it, 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 it just, the thing is, is that they got money. That's the point. They got a lot of money, and that's the reason why that shit's picking up steam. Black people, when it comes to an agenda, black people don't even, they don't even care about no black community, black festival, black nothing. In Seattle, we had a black festival for like, Man, for as long as I can remember, and I've been around since 69, we used to have a black festival, a parade, everything, and we used to meet at a park in the central area of Seattle. These motherfuckers tried to do it, and no black people came because half the black people lived in federal way, can't. They're not going to go 30 miles for some shit like that no more. If you're going to have something black, you've got to put it in the area where black people are at, and the black people ain't there no more. So you have to find an identity, and that's the problem with Seattle. Seattle don't have a black identity. We got black people here, but we ain't got a black identity. There's more oh, man, look, in there's Asians all over the black. Northwest. Yeah, that that is that is true. We lack that's a black identity. all over the Northwest. Hell yeah, down in Portland, they fucking win our asses. Man, my first time, my first time coming to Portland. Um, uh, my girl was uh, going to one of the colleges out here, and her professor uh, was having this uh, this uh, little like town hall meeting uh, for black folks uh, off of MLK, um, where that blockbuster used to be or whatever, and um, and uh, they started talking about you know uh, around here in Portland, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, you know the black folks don't even talk to each other. Don't don't wave. Don't say hi or nothing like that. And they didn't realize. And I knew this because I lived in Olympia, Washington before uh, I moved to Portland, and then Eugene even. But the problem is, white people don't even talk to people they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll 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 they don't say hi or nothing. They just walk by each other. Black people had to blend in because that's where the fuck we live. And and, and you know what I'm saying it's human communication. And, and you you mimic what the fuck you say. And you're around all these white people who aren't sociable. Who you know what I'm saying? Uh, especially not with your ass, but even not even with each other. You know, because some niggas can actually mimic what what goes on with, uh, you know what I'm saying, when, when when white folks are in good company and shit like that. When you're in a different place and, and there's a higher standard of uh, just communication and courtesy than there is dealing with any type of racial tension. You feel me? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But you know the, cra- but you know the craziest thing about that? 
I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma for 12 years. And black people down there, they didn't really talk to you that much either. Because half the motherfuckers uh-huh. was doing illegal shit. If they didn't know you from coming up at birth, they won't fuck with you. <laughs> you could be a snitch. That makes sense. But the stuff that happens, like, like I said, here in Portland, man, I mean, you, you, you know, you don't, you don't almost have to, you know, cut your damn wrist and hang yourself, you, hang yourself your damn self with a light switch to get cats up here to, to unify or even notice that, that you even exist. I mean, it's through this apparatus right. and having to reach out for my brothers. 178 miles away and folks 3,000, 4,000 miles away in order to even get out there that I even really exist. And it really just didn't used to be that way with us. I think this whole thing comes down to people that want to replace us, man. And no matter how much, you know, when I hear this, this, this term, is this agenda the new black, I say fuck no, it isn't. Because there, there, there's only one original and literally... Often, often imitated, but never duplicated. No, you're not like us. No, you're not going to tell me that something that happened in Greenwich Village, wherever your your stuff, your 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 movement was supposed to have started when the police did to whatever y'all and, and made y'all, you know, and y'all y'all like to say tell out to do whatever. You're not going to replace. 40 years of what happened, or 40, not 45 years of what happened, with 400-plus years of the same racial evidence and indignation that you've given us over the years. To try to compare the two is not only asinine, but it's just outright, you know, come on, let's be real. It's outright fucking silly for you to try to somehow do some apples and orange bullshit that somehow makes what the fuck you're going through or what you've experienced and what you've done. You've always been able to do what you need to do. I'll say it again. Right. Walk into a store, you're going to treat me a certain way. If, if, you know, I, didn't nobody sick no fucking dogs on you. Ain't nobody fire hose your ass down, although maybe that'll clean up some of that bullshit you on. Ain't nobody done none of the things to you. You have no cell okay? I'm going to go deeper. Hey, 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 I'm going to go deeper than that. You know, what the, you know what the problem is, man? Those people, and I know who you're talking about, those people ain't even really Jews. They're faking that they're Jews. Those Jews right there have to believe a certain book. When you look in the Bible and they say Jews and Gentiles, they back that shit up and got it wrong. White people are Gentiles. The blacks were Jews. But you know what? White people have fucked up our history so motherfucking bad. These motherfucking Jews think that they really are motherfucking Jews that they're talking about in the Bible. Them motherfuckers don't even know one scripture out of the damn Bible. But they're sitting there talking about eight years of of Nazi occupation. That's what you're talking about, the Nazis back in the 40s, when they put them in concentration camps. The whole damn thing about that shit was they are not motherfucking Jews. They're Yiddish Jews, and they don't even believe in the Bible. They believe in the book of Abraham. And and, and Terrence once said this deep. Abraham was a black man. You know why? Because Ham in Hebrew means black. If he was not a black man, how the hell are you sitting up here telling me that you are real Jews and the Jews are black? Why don't you? You were spending so much time trying to erase the actual history out of the Bible that you slipped up. You slipped up on the main character. You slipped up on Jesus. You slipped up on the main character. Hair of sheep's wool. Feet of grass. Now, 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 as a sentiment of society, that you know you're the fuck that right. Let's say that again in, in your modern day Bible right now. Hair of yeah. sheep's wool, feet of grass. By definition, that's an African. 
That's an African. Nazareth, did that. you say Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth yeah. is born near Cape Horn on the continent of Africa. So and I'm not only that, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, where Jesus Christ was born at, in Hebrew, it means house of a black God. That's exactly what it meant. Matter, and, and see, when you look at history and they say of the 1492, they call it the Dark Ages. Why is it the Dark Ages? We were running that shit. That's why they call us Borango. That's why these white people said Negro. They got this shit wrong. They're so goddamn stupid. They can't even get the pronunciation right. No. No. We no. had ran and Europe until 1492 until the Pope sat there and told his homie, Michael Angelo, he said, what you need to do is you need to paint the Sistine Chapel. You need to paint Jesus Christ white. And that's why when I come up to a motherfucker, they said, do you believe in Christ? Well, I believe in him, but why is he white? He ain't no white with no white-ass nose. He's a black man that ran, uh, that was on this earth. And you don't even give me the acknowledgement that that's the case. And now what, what do people say? It don't matter. Yes, it does matter. Because our people are suffering because we get the wrong information and we run around here because we've been the wrong information for hundreds of years. We've been unprogrammed, whatever. And then you go come into the church and tell me, well, yeah, you head of the household. But three-fourths of the women, three-fourths of the people in your church are single black women or single women with no man in there. What the fuck are you talking about? You need to get, I'm serious. We, we need to get shit straight. And it starts with churches and every damn thing else. We need to get the family structure man. back. Or we going to be fucked. Man, let me tell you like this, man. The, the, the smartest-ass moment I, I thought I ever had in my life uh was when my mom was talking on the phone, and she's a, a, a Christian, hardcore, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Bible beats you to death, of course, like the way she's supposed to be. She was, on the, she was talking on the phone with somebody, and, uh, you know, they were talking about when uh, slaves and, and, and black people and Africans actually started to uh, uh, be a part of uh, the, the Christian religion. And, um, you know, I, I stopped it. I, I was listening to a conversation, and then uh, I interrupted it, and I was like, you realize, Mom, that if it wasn't for slavery, uh, we probably wouldn't know about Christianity. That's true. That's a shame, you know, man. You know what? I'm a, I'm a, oh, man, you know, you know what that thing about Christianity? This is, this is a – you ever heard of the word imperialism? Imperialism mm-hmm. is when a country, let's say England, goes to a place like Africa, and you know what they do? They don't take it over because you yeah. can't go into somebody's country, kick their ass and say, I'm going to control your country. You know what they do? They send mercenaries. They send priests. They send everything body else to civilize them, just like that's why South America is 90% Catholic. The Spaniards came in there before the conquistadors did and sent religious people, civilized them people. And then you know what they did? Once they civilized them, then they took over. That's what they do. That's, and, and that's what happened with slavery. They put mercenaries, they put all these people that come in there, civilized those people, and then what they did was they had people that were in the same race helping them to catch the slaves. When Luther Kitty was running, the white man didn't chase him. Those were three niggas that chased them. <laughs> and, and put those kitten nets on them. It wasn't a white man that did that. They couldn't catch those black people. So they had to civilize them to do that. And that's exactly what white people have done all the time. They civilize people 
by using religion. And that's the reason why we are fucked up to this day. We are fucked up. And that's why I can't even go to the church because you can't sit there and tell me I'm headed to the household when I'm raised by my mom and daddy was not even there. You can't say that. That's not true. You can't tell me that Jesus Christ is white and he's not. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I, I want to sign out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This is uh, Mike C. Raw High Pro. And uh, I was asked to drink with me in the studio right now. We got to get to work uh, before the late the night gets too late. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's awesome talking with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I can't sure. wait for the next show. Hey, man. You know me, I'll pass the ball around and let you know what, when it is and what's going on. I'm going to go ahead and, and check out because the old lady has to get up early tomorrow. But, man, it's been a blessing talking to you guys, man. Always getting good information. Always getting uh you know what I'm saying, you know, the the word as it is. And uh, I'm going to try, I, I'm thinking about maybe having one tomorrow night, but if I don't have one tomorrow night, we'll definitely have one Tuesday night. And I'm going to try to shoot for the three-hour shot because these shows get hot and heavy. Um, you know what I'm saying? For the night, boy, I'm telling you, this is, this is some hot stuff we're doing. I feel blessed to be with y'all, man. And, uh, you know, so we're going to keep this thing pushing. But uh, y'all be blessed, man. man. Y'all go I'm, listen to that nostalgia. That nostalgia is off the hook. <laughs> huh? I said go listen to that nostalgia That nostalgia's off the hook Oh that sinister <laughs> Man that's pretty good so hard Yes sir hey, uh, I, I hope you like that new one I just put out That new uh, 117 uh, Sinister That's the new joint Oh yeah I did Oh we were rocking that We were rocking that when you uh, put it on uh, the station Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to say something real quick. Oh, I'm going to have to What up? Hey, George, you like Kentucky again? You like Kentucky now? They they beat Wichita State? Uh oh. God damn it. There goes my bracket. <laughs> hey man, hop out of here. Y'all take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks.